Welcome to race day coverage of the IM Talk 2011 Kona Super Special. Righto, guys, welcome along to episode, oh, actually, day six, day five. Day five. Day five. We're getting tired, aren't we, mate? We are. Of the 2011 IM Talk Kona Super Specials brought to you by Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, Bevan? I'm pretty, you, you're, John's you're looking pretty, pretty rosy over there. You know what? I had this strategy of getting the tan when I was in Kona and I haven't been in the sun much and everyone was giving me a hard time in the photos when we did the undie run and stuff like that about my tan, so I thought, I'll get a tan today. Oh, Okay. And like, it's, it's not brown, is it, John? It's not brown. It's got a nice pinkish hue to it. I'm hoping it turns brown. I might just get some moisturizer tomorrow. Because I'm sure you've I can got tell some. tell you someone who's not going to rub that in for you. <laughs> you you, you yeah. have rubbed moisturizer in my back in before. But anyway, anyway, that's enough about that. And uh, today's show is probably brought to you by. Co- oh, not Coffees of Hawaii, they're one of our sponsors, but uh, Endurance Sport Travel. We are really tired. You, we're probably going to fumble through this first bit today because it's been a very long day, but Endurance Sports Travel is a uh, King Glass company, and he actually finished today's 26th time, I think it was. He's, I think he's done, not you know, he hasn't done everyone, but yeah, he's done a lot. I, I seem to recall that's in 26th time over the line when mm. he was coming over the line. So, you know, we, we, we talk about these guys in the highest regard because they deliver on the service and the experience and make everything easier for you if you're going to be going over doing a race. So check out endurancesportstravel.com. Audio Technica. And again, they just have over-delivered when it comes to making our show sound better, and so we really appreciate that. So if you want to support them, go to Audio Technica. There's a slash in there. So I've put the link on our website, www.imtalk.me. O2 Creations. And we've talked about how everyone wants the T-shirts, and... and We'll work on that. They're pretty and popular. And so check out all their other gear as well. Everyone seems to like the t-shirts we've been wearing, but also check out the website, o2creations.com, and you can see some of the great triathlon gear they're doing. And Lava Java. And Lava Java has kept us, well, John's worrying about getting a little bit fat. Yes, but I'm okay with that for now. You're going to survive, survive the fatness? Sorry? He goes, he goes, I'm going for a long ride tomorrow. Getting rid of it. It's all coming off tomorrow. You're not too good with the smorgasbord, are you, mate? No, free stuff and me do not agree. <laughs> you should have seen them last night. They had this kind of party last night and they had free food. And John just <laughs> sat by the food all night. Can't, can't hold myself back. <laughs> and then we have our regular sponsors, which are? Coffeesofwire.com. And I think oh, we had a pretty tough day out there. We haven't had a chance to catch up with him. Really? Bro. Well, you went about 9.30. Yeah, no, but did you see him at the end? Yeah, I saw him at the start as well. He looked the same at the start as at the end. No, he was he was he was written off. Yeah. Like he was Good. written off. I think he got the old the drip and all. A lot of people got drips. Yeah, so. it was pretty pretty full on day out there. And uh, coffees of Hawaii, so support those guys. Athlinks uh, social networking for endurance athletes and extreme endurance. And we've been giving out plenty of that stuff over the last few days, and I'm sure the people who get it will end up loving it. So today's show is actually a, a pretty big show for John and I, and and for lots of reasons. Um, we've basically spent the whole day kind of getting lots of coverage for the Ironman and we kind of got we literally recorded nearly three hours of coverage and we kind of listened to it and some of it's good and some of it's a bit crap and so we've kind of thought what we'll do is we've got a lot of post-race interviews of the guys coming in and the girls coming in so we're going to put that in there we got a really got we basically got Crowy as soon as he came out of the the medical tent didn't we and mm-hmm. he, was, he was quite emotional so we got a really good interview of him which is only about five or six minutes long so we're going to put that up pretty much now. But then we got a bit of a, a bit of a scoop, didn't we, John? We have got a bit of a scoop. And you guys have to listen in to hear what that's about. But it's from Andrew Messick, who we, uh, the C, uh, we're not quite sure of his exact title, whether it's CEO or Chief, Chief uh, Operating Officer, but he's, he's the, the main man at WTC these days. And 
we were just we just sort of said to Jessica, the, the media girl, we said, "Oh, come on, let's get you on the show." And she said, "Oh, why don't I just go get Andrew for you?" Yeah. And uh, so we got Andrew on the show, which was uh, a scoop. And you guys will hear some pretty exciting news. Well, we spoke to him for about fifteen minutes, and he, he actually had a worldwide announcement that they haven't released to the media anywhere in the world, and that we were the first people to be released to, which is pretty cool because you know it's pretty cool for us. John and I felt it was pretty cool mm. to get this message, but the message that he has. We think a lot of people are going to be really happy to hear, and it's, 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 you know, there does seem to be a change in direction since Andrew's come on board, and he was pretty open in his conversation, and he's pretty mm. open about some of the weaknesses I've had to that point, and how he sees this growing into a bigger and better thing, so... Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It was interesting. You know, I think you guys are a little bit surprised to see us kind of, kind of getting more in line with WTC. And you know, we're still going to be doing a show that we've always done. We'll still mm-hmm. give them a hard time when they need it. But I think the thing that's nice and exciting for both the listener and, and us is that they seem to be opening up their lines of communication. And so when mm-hmm. they do have things that we may need to question, we can actually go to them and say, well, "What's up here?" And the relationship seems to be better to the media, which is, I think, is a really good step in the right direction. Eh? That's right. They're they're pushing, every, pushing the right buttons at the moment. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to put Alexander on first, and then we're going to put um, Andrew on second. And then what we're going to do is we're going to do all the interviews that we had post-race with the pro athletes. Post after that, then John and I will come back on and talk about the day and what we thought of the race and all the rest of it, because you guys pretty much know what happened during the day. Then what we'll do is we'll put, um, if, for the listeners of the show who we talked to throughout the day, so we had some people racing, we had some people who donated to the show, like um, mm. Captain Darling, mm. we had um, some just age group interviews happening as well, So and then we'll put that on the last part of the show so you guys can listen to some of the feel from the day. We have just been at the media conference and um, the post-race conference with the, both the males and females, and it went for around two hours, it was pretty long, but it was pretty mm. good, and we recorded that whole thing, but we thought instead of... Um, putting that out there as a part of today's show, what we'll do is we'll do one more show as a part of the Kona Super Specials, and that will pretty much be the whole media conference. So it's about an hour and a half. I'll just tell my edit some of yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be about an hour and a half, and it was really good, Crowey, and, and they had Crowey. Who did we have here? Uh, we had everybody. Well, we had the top five guys. Actually, top four. Because one top four without Timo Bracht. Yeah. He was uh, not feeling so good. And then the same deal on the girls. Without Leander Cave. Four of them without Leander Cave. And so what we'll do is, is we'll do another show before we go home. We, we do that, release it on day after. We may even release it on Tuesday like the normal time we would. So um, we're going to get straight into it. We just thought we'd put this up for Craig because what basically happened was Craig was coming out and I said, you know, he's, you, know you don't really want to bug them too much. But I said, well, can you walk and talk? And he got a bit emotional, didn't he, eh? Yep, and you got him to stop, and he, he chatted away, and he, then TV cameras came and shoved them in his face while Bevan was questioning away, so uh, yeah. it was all good work by Bevan. Well, Unlike um, um, me, I was, I was just in the background, no, smiling. No. We, 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 both, we both had our part, mate, you know? Okay. So here's, here's Crowey. Just, just before I put uh, Crowey's interview on, just a couple of things you need to know is today's interviews, we had a lot of background noise, and we've done our best to try and make sure that the background noise isn't too much of a distraction, as John's making a background noise right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, so um, we did our best to make them pretty clear and, and some of them aren't, aren't as good as others so just be aware that in the live stuff we do you know th- that may happen a little bit anyway here's our Crowey Crowey can we walk and talk yep so mate how, uh, sensation today mate course record how'd you go well to be honest I, I can't believe it you know I just had a I had a day that, day that you dream about and um, I can't believe it to be honest I mean I just felt in control. I'm not going to lie, the marathon hurt. I mean, Andy put so much pressure on me in the middle. I felt I had to run out of my comfort zone. And that's, I paid for it the last five miles, but um, you know, that's the tactics that go on within a race. Um, it felt amazing on the bike. 
swim and bike. Well, you were amazing. Like, swim and bike were just amazing, weren't they? It's, it's the kind of day I had, you know, that you just dream about, where I, I was felt just so easy in the swimming on the bike. I mean, I just felt so comfortable. I had so much in reserve on the bike, you know. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And and was that awesome? You know, because you're normally not the front. You like at times you're in front of the pack, and you know, like how'd that feel? Man, it felt amazing to be in the lead coming down from Harvey, and uh, just you know that that's the kind of day I've been dreaming about for a decade or more. And you, you wonder if you've got that kind of a performance in you. Man, it's humbling, really, to break the course record. You think of the athletes that have come through here. To, to do the best time ever I just you know I really think it's a a tribute to all, all my sponsors and then the support I get and, and the people around me you know I I just I don't know what to say it's it's the performance I've been dreaming of for, for 15 years and you hope it's you hope you've got it in you but you just never know coming coming up the finish too man I imagine what was the emotions like when you when you saw that clock and you um you know, when you saw the clock and you saw that you were going to beat the record, what was it like? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of two years ago when I won, running out of the energy lab, seeing Luke Van Leer, who, who held the course records two years ago, he yelled at me to slow down to not break his record. So <laughs> Did he? <laughs> when I saw the time, I thought of that. I thought of two years ago when he was yelling at me not, not to break his record. and humbling he was a great champion two time winner here one of the greatest triathletes in history and can't believe I broke his record yeah you, you do go into you're already in the legendary book mate but now you're a three time winner course record holder you know you really will go down as one of the greats it's been an amazing performance so well done can't believe it mate to be honest I you know I think what happened last year hurt me a lot I didn't I didn't feel like I had a bad race last year but I was just beaten up badly and I had to go away and become a better athlete and I did that and I think that's what's gratifying is that last year I had a good race and just got flogged mm. and sometimes you know you either sink or swim and I swam I found ways to get better and that, that's what's so rewarding about this win you know I had a very good race last year but took a beating and went away and with my people and then we came up with a, a plan to, to try and improve and I think you saw the fruits of 12 months hard work today. You know, you've had two amazing races in such a short period of time. The, the first time that anyone's been double world champ at the same time. You know, you're on fire right now. Like, was it the same in the half semi point three as well? You know what, both performances have just been out of this world. I just had days that you dream about having. You know those days where you're in the lead and it just... I wouldn't say it feels easy, but it's, it's almost an out-of-body experience. You, on the bike today, I just I kept looking down and seeing 50k an hour, you know? <laughs> and uh, that's what you want to see, but same same at 70.3 Worlds, you know, on that bike and run, I just it just felt amazing. It just felt like I was floating, and I think it's just a testament to all the hard work that's been put in for 12 months. So, yeah. um, Do you want to thank some people? Well, as always, my, my family, you know, I wouldn't be here without... My beautiful wife, who's, you know, we've been together 20 years, she's, she knew me before I was a triathlete, so, you know, and the kids, and, you know, just all the people around, there's, there's so many people to thank, you know, John, my, my best mate from back home, also manages my affairs in Australia, Frank, I'm a manager here, Matt Stein, Matt's who works for a tool, but I, I, I kind of call him my, sort of my performance manager, he does my bike fitting, he looks over my training program. He does everything. Um, Dave Scott, who's 
uh, you know, rate my strength and conditioning program for the gym this year. Greg Welsh, Pete Coulson, who, you know, brought me to America 10 years ago in 2002, you know, and oh, it's just always so good to me when I was a poor athlete, had no money, had no equipment, he'd give me stuff out of his garage, and just too many people to thank, mate, and, you know, I really hope... All the people who have helped me over the years know who they are, and I really hope they enjoy this win. Hey, well, I brought up this field, mate. Great work today. Thanks, mate. We're going to talk a little bit more post-race and a little bit, you know, later on in the show, but, geez, he really showed what a professional he is today, didn't he? We did, you know. All the talk before the race was, uh, right, we're going to see these swimmers attack, we're going to see the bikers attack, and, uh, and yeah, it did, it did break up a, a fair amount on the bike, but Crow was there, answered every, every question that was asked of him, mm-hmm. and... Uh, he certainly did not do it easy, but uh, it was a pretty dominating display. We're going to talk about that more later on in the show, but the exciting news is, again, we sang earlier how we have um, Andrew from WTC. Andrew, how do you say his last name properly? I'm always terrible with this. Me- I think it's M- Messick. Messick. Okay, Andrew Messick from WTC, and he's um, he's just talked to us about where they are right now, where they look to be going, and we've got some really exciting news that we're pretty sure a few of you athletes out there will be pretty happy to hear. So here's Andrew. Hey, okay, John. We've got a world exclusive. Andrew Messick from WTC, recently uh, put in charge of the, the organisation, so welcome along to the show, Andrew. Well, happy to be here, gents. More importantly, he, he likes his rugby. He wants to talk rugby, look at this Ironman stuff. Yeah, he's going to go, he's going, the All Blacks are going to win. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're too strong at Eden Park. Too strong at Eden Park. We know you've got uh, a lot on your plate um, yeah, today, it, so it's, it's going to be nice and short and sharp and sure. getting to the point. But uh, you've recently been at the helm, obviously you've got a gazillion things on, on your plate, um, but what do you see, and this is probably a bit of a cliche question that you get a lot, but what are the main challenges that you see that the WTC have got in the next, um, the, the, the short, short to medium term? Well, we, there's a couple of things that we have to continue to stay focused on. Uh, one of them is just coping with the extraordinary demand to do our races. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have races all around the world, uh, we ha- which are selling out almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, 65,000 slots for Ironman races in, in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50,000 of them are already sold, and we think 57 of them will be sold by the time 2012 starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melbourne sold out in five minutes. Yeah. New York sold out in 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Our races in Frankfurt, Austria, uh, Lake Placid, Wisconsin, Florida, Arizona all sell out within a day. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our races in the Southern Hemisphere are completely sold out. So uh, Brazil, South Africa, New Zealand, mm-hmm. Western Australia, Australia, Melbourne. We coping with extraordinary demand is is a huge issue for us we mm-hmm. we want to make sure that the athlete experience at every ironman race is is one that's fantastic we want to make sure we treat our athletes well we know we need to continue to capture their imagination mm-hmm. we know we need to find ways to bring new athletes uh, into the sport and and doing all of that uh, is uh, you know on the fly uh, mm-hmm. ha- has its challenges and you've only been in, the, in it for, for a short number, short period of time, but what have been some of the changes you've tried to instigate in that time? Well, I think we have to have a renewed focus on, on our athletes, both professional and age group. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to understand and we need to appreciate that our age group athletes are an extraordinarily talented, diverse, accomplished group of people. They're super hard-working, educated, you know, they, they have great jobs, they have great careers, they're achievement-oriented, and they have choices. Mm. 
And, and if we're not able to continue to capture their imagination and make our races worthy of, of the sacrifice that all of us make who, who live the life and, and who participate, uh, I think we're, we're in trouble. I, I don't think, I think we're doing an okay job, but, but we need to be better. With regard to the professionals, I think there's a huge opportunity for us to have better relationships with our pro athletes, to do more with them, to help them have better careers, to help them earn more money, to help them have their own sponsors and, and have better sponsorship relationships. And, and in return, I think there's an important role for the professional athletes to play with our age groupers, with our sponsors, and to, to create the kind of experience at our races that that you know are truly extraordinary because they're exceptional role models because you come from a from a cycling background and, and i don't really know how the prize money works in cycling but it's it seems to me that it's much more about the team you make your money from your team sponsorship and being fantastic and the prize money it's i'd imagine there's prize money there but that's sort of secondary is is yeah. that how you see it and, and that's obviously a challenge for for for, for i mean athletes because the pros whilst the top ones get good sponsorship the rest are trying to rely on prize money which yeah. is yeah, we'd, we'd all like to see it being a lot more. Well, it's it's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. But the way we're structuring our race series going forward, there's going to be a, a smaller number of big races. Mm-hmm. Kona, Las Vegas, Hy-Vee mm-hmm. in the fifty-one fifty series, Frankfurt, New York, Melbourne, that are going to be races that have a lot of points attached to them and a lot of prize money attached to them. And, and we expect to see our top-tier professionals slugging it out um, for, for you know, m- multiple millions of dollars, you know, within those six races, we, at the same time, have a lot of other races around the world: mm. Western Australia, Australia, mm. New Zealand, that that are lower price purse races that that are going to provide either younger or y- younger professionals or professionals that aren't necessarily at that same level opportunities to win which helps them get sponsors helps them earn money and and so we think that by having a broad array of races that if the athletes choose their races carefully and choose their careers carefully that we're gonna have a lot of people who are going to be able to win races and be able to to continue to build their careers Um, and and again i think there's more that we can do in terms of introducing our our professional athletes to our sponsors and and helping them become more effective ambassadors, you know, for, for themselves. You, you know, you come from that cycling world, and the cycling professional world is obviously a lot more established than this world, and that might yeah. be because of the teams, or it might be just because there's more money in the sport. What are some or because it's 100 years older. Yeah, yeah. true, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, exactly. So what are some of the key lessons that you've learned from being a part of that world that you really want to bring over into our world? Well, I think the, the importance of media is, is essential and, and really can't be overstated. Part of what makes the big races extraordinary is that they're on television and and that you can watch Perry roubaix or liege based on liege or flanders or the tour de france or the amgen tour of california you know which was my race you can watch those anywhere you want to in the world you know or you know, the amgen tour of california was broadcast on sky new zealand it was on sbs in australia live and and that helps to drive sponsors it helps to provide the athletes exposure it helps to provide the team's exposure and there's a there's a virtuous cycle that that works in cycling. Triathlon's different, and it, it isn't a sport that is as conducive to live television. But it is a sport that 
is is conducive to other types of live coverage, and we need to get better at that. And we need to be more thoughtful and more clever about how we create media properties that uh, that are going to highlight our races, our athletes, and and events like this one here in Kona. You've obviously, obviously NBC, I'd, I'd imagine, I don't know if it's exclusive rights or whatever rights they have, but the, the coverage they produce, some people like it, some people don't like it because it's a, more of a documentary-type show. And I've, I've said to Bevan a number of times, it's, it's great that it's out there, but for your, your, your athlete, your, your more, slightly more hardcore triathlete, they sometimes want to see the show um, of the elite race uh, and the pros race in which you get on the Ironman coverage. But is there ever an opportunity, do you think, to have two shows? You know, your, your documentary star one and then your race race i i think you'll see us experimenting with different kinds of formats in the next few years mm-hmm. and the, the nbc show for a u.s domestic audience has has been very successful i'd like to experiment with some other formats mm-hmm. uh, i'm less convinced that that show works as is uh, internationally i think that we need to be tailoring our content much more specifically to the countries in which we distribute our content so I think we need to be able to develop a, a high-quality television product focused on Kona that we can distribute that highlights you know, Cam Brown and Joe Lawn. Um, and in Germany, that, that is focused on you know, Andreas Rehlert, and you know, in Australia is focused on Craig Alexander. So, so we've got work to do to get there, but, but I think we can certainly get better in, in media, and I think we need to. One area that you know people have been critical of WTC over the last well, for a long time really is the lack of communication with the athletes, and mm. and you seem to have there seems to be a change in direction a lot mm. recently since you've come on board. Why do you see that so, as being so important? You know, because at this point they've been pretty successful without doing that, mm. and then how are you going to address that and, and implement your style into that? Well, we have we have a very passionate <laughs> and outspoken audience of athletes. Yeah. And and I believe they they deserve the respect to to understand not just what we're doing, but what are the other things that we considered and how we ended up making the decisions that we made. And I think we have an obligation uh, to listen, mm-hmm. and and not, which doesn't mean that we're going to do everything that we're told yeah. by every group of athletes that we talk to, but. But there's a lot of good ideas out there, and I think we're foolish and short-sighted if, if we're not prepared to, to cast as wide a net as we can for ideas and ways in which we're going to try to make our sport better. So part of I spend a lot of time talking to people and trying to, to understand ways in which we can do things better and to try to understand ways in which we can continue to, to improve our athlete experience. So, I mean, one very tangible example is... You know, we're changing how our lottery works. Um, and, and so we're going to, you know, we've always had lottery spots. We have a, a, a global lottery. So starting in 2012, you know, we're making two pretty substantial changes to that. The, the first is that for, for athletes who have done, who are serious triathletes, who've done 12 or more fulls over their career, are still racing, um, we're going to guarantee that they get a chance to race Kona. Nice. Yeah, that's great. And, that's amazing. That's good. And so, so it, it might take a little bit of time for us to be able to cycle all of them in, but, but we feel that it, it, you should have an opportunity to race Kona once in your life. Mm. If, if you're a serious triathlete, you're serious about the sport, you're dedicated, you're loyal, and you just happen not to be fast. Mm. I, mm. I, I believe that um, 
being a serious long-term triathlete and, and demonstrating by doing, you know, 12 or more fulls. I mean, I mean, you deserve it as much as, as, as people who are, are necessarily f- super quick. Yeah. Um, so part of our lottery slots are going to go towards, towards people and we're going to, you know, it's going to be, we'll start by the people who've done the most yep. yeah. and we'll start ticking them off every year and, and eventually we'll get through all of them. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I believe, you know, the long-term people who are committed to, to us, we want to make sure they get a chance to come here mm. because, you know, it's a magical place and yeah. it's, and it's special. And if you're a serious triathlete, you, you deserve a mm. You deserve a shot at Kona. And, and then secondly, we're, we're, for the remaining lottery slots, we're going to introduce a waiting system. So we're going to go back as far as we can that, that still has data. And if you've signed up every year for the last six years, you know, you get six chances. Mm-hmm. in the lottery and if you sign up for the first for the first time you get one mm-hmm. and so I, I think we're, we're trying to be sensitive to the people who every year mm. you know try to get in the lottery uh, I think those guys should have the best chance mm. okay. and and that's you know you heard it here first. Oh, that, I think that, that's, that's going to be popular news, moves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my final question is yeah. uh, Again, about the, the qualifying procedure, and there's, you, you know you're rolling out more races, and you're going to—I mean, it's supply and demand. We know you're going to keep rolling out more races over the next five, out. ten, fifteen <laughs> right. years, and, and that's fantastic because yeah. it helps the sport grow. But surely there becomes a point where you can't have slots at, at every race, or you have one slot per age group. Is there any sort of on strategy for that, um, or to to figure out a way where how that's going to work? Because you can only have eighteen or whatever eighteen hundred people racing here. I mean, there there is a there is a reality mm. that that it's getting harder to get here, mm. and it's getting faster and faster, and the median time year on year is is dropping, mm. and so so we know that. Mm. And every year, if you have if, if in 2011 we had 57,000 people doing fulls, and next year we're going to have 65,000 people doing fulls, mm. you know, the number of Kona slots is fixed; mm. it's the same. So, so it's going to be more competitive, and and we're looking at ways in which we can tackle that. I, I don't think there is a way to make it easier. Mm. I think you, we can, if we waved our magic wand and decided half of the races are going to have Kona slots and half the races aren't, all the people that want to go to Kona are going to go to the races yeah. that have Kona slots, and we're going to end up with the same people racing for the same slots. Mm. So, you know, it's it's a world championship event. It's, and and it's competed for aggressively by people all around the world, and I, I wish there were a solution, but you know, the pier is only so big. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, you know, you've, you, it sounds like you got a bit, bit of mission in front of you, and it sounds mm. like you've got a lot of work in front of you to create the thing you're doing. It, but it sounds like you're in the right direction in the, the place you're coming from. Since you've come on, what, what mm. are you loving about our community and triathlon and your role within it? Because it's you know you're now a huge influence in our world. Well, there aren't a lot of people who get to go on a business trip and then, you know, before their first meeting of the day on a business trip, get to swim out to the coffee boat. Yeah, nice. That's a, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. So, look, I'm, a, I'm you know, I, lo- I love triathlon. Um, I love the endurance world. You know, I, I don't have any talent as an athlete, but I am an athlete. And to be able to spend your time focused on something you love is... It's a rare gift. I have one more last question. I always have an extra last question. Um, 
what do you think you bring to it that is going to make you know this business go in a direction that's great for a the athlete and the sport i mean besides passion which i think you have to have to be successful in anything in life uh, i have a, a lot of experience in the sports world i, I have a fair amount of media experience I have a fair amount of sponsorship experience i i know, you know having spent time in cycling and in running and a, a long time leading the nba's international efforts uh, i understand how to create what you need to do to create a global sports property, which which is what this should be. And so I feel like I have a an idea of where we need to get to. Uh, we have a lot of work to do to get there, but we have a lot to work with. Mm. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and giving us the exclusive. Yes. Well, very special, I tell you. It's a, pl- <laughs> it's a pleasure, and, and you should consider yourselves lucky that I didn't ask for a haka. <laughs> we can, we can do, hey, Skinny white boys, it's not so cool. No, 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 let's no, 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 no. Wait, wait till I'm gone, please. <laughs> Go to the All Blacks. Thank you very Thanks, much for your time. Okay, so that's Andrew. So it's pretty awesome news, isn't it? It is. What do you think about it, mate? Uh, I think it's good. I think it rewards those people that have put in for the lottery. Um, I mean... A lot of myself and a lot of people haven't agreed with the lottery, but the fact is, a lot of people have been contributing for a long time. So yep. I think, I just think it's a really sensible compromise and it rewards those people that that support their business and, and drop a lot of money into their business. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's the best thing they could do. I also love the, the idea that you do twelve I mean you're going to get to Dakota. Mm. I, I think that's for me. Like I, like I like the way they're doing the lottery better, and it's a really good thing. And I think that you know if you're going to stick at it for five five years, that means you get more chances of winning. That's great. It rewards you know consistency of trying. But for me, the big news is really the old. If you do twelve I mean over your time frame, that you're going to get to Dakota. And for we've talked about this for a long time, and that. Really, we should be rewarding those people. The sport should be rewarding those people. They put so much time, energy and passion into our sport. And it's great to see WTC actually recognising this. And, and, you know, I'm sure at first, the first few couple of years, it may be a bit logistically hard because I imagine there's quite a few people out there yeah. who have done 12. But long term, you know, they'll come along. and They'll, they'll work their way through it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we see Pete O'Brien who, who's done seven I mean I think he said yes six or seven yeah and we, we talked to him later on in the show and he's a good Canterbury boy and you know like he's come along this week and he's like he's like a bloody kid in the lorry shop isn't he mm-hmm. yeah but for most people I suppose it's a little bit different these days but traditionally most people would only do one Ironman a year so it's 12 years of investment mm. these days there's a lot more races on but still very few people are going to do more than two Ironmans. So that's yeah, a six-year investment of doing two every year. Yep. That's you know, We're going to say for most people, it's probably a 10-year commitment on average. Yeah, and you know. you're looking at probably dropping you know, $10,000 into to the race, race entry fees alone. So it's a big investment. So it just makes business sense. It, it, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good to see they're moving in the right direction. And we loved it. And obviously we loved it. They announced it on our show. So mm-hmm. go, you good thing. Spread the word. Tell everyone on your Facebook and your Twitter because we want everyone to know. And, get and you heard it first show. here. That's right. It's a scoop, John. It's a scoop. Okay, what we're going to do right now is we basically post-race icon hung out in the in the area. Was it Rigby Beach? Digby, Digby Dig, Beach. No, Digby Beach. it's not Digby Beach. Oh, what's it called? It's just the beach. Oh. It's behind King Cam Hotel. Okay. Uh, I was hanging out there and I was doing some interviews. John popped in occasionally and he, then he just walked away and left me to go. <laughs> 
Where'd you go? I haven't got my two minutes worth of content. Oh, yeah, exactly. And uh, so um, this is pretty much all the interviews we had with the pros today. And we also, alongside, throughout the day, we actually sat down with Terenzo Bazzoni, or Bazzoni, as he said. Terenzo Bazzoni. Bazzoni. Um, we actually sat down with him, had a good 10-minute discussion, and also Belinda Granger for around 5-10 mm-hmm. minutes as well. So we're going to chuck those in there. And it's, it's a nice, the nice mix of conversations we have in this next book is coming up because we have some of the real top pros who had a great day, like Pete Jacobs. <laughs> and Bevan had the balls to go up to those guys who had shockers and asked them questions yeah, as well. I think it's nice. important that we show both sides of the coin. And, and there were some athletes who were pretty gutted. And so it was good just to kind of get a good contrast of you know people who were feeling good about the day and people feeling not so good about the day. So I'm going to chuck those up right now. We've got Raynard sitting next to us, John. Bag of, bag of the iron, man. What's going to happen in the rugby tonight? Uh, who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we really haven't watched much of the rugby, um, you know, being in the States. And, but, uh, yeah, what's Australia in South Africa? Uh, I'm sure it's not much contest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, hey, um, they took the iron, man, but they're not taking the rugby. <laughs> hey, uh, you, uh, you, in the press conference a couple of days ago, you said you've kind of been a bit sick leading into this race. Hadn't been the perfect kind of preparation for the race. How'd it go for you today? Yeah, look, um, you know... Yeah. Getting, getting sick just before a race is never ideal preparation, so I had my doubts as to, to whether I'd be able to, to finish. You know, I think the way things were going in training, um, I was struggling to make four hours on the bike. So, um, you know, at about 3K on the run, I thought, man, that's it, I'm, I'm going to pull the pin. But it seemed like, you know, the guys were starting to, to blow up around me, and, uh, you know, once you start passing a couple of guys, get a little bit of confidence. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a big struggle. There were no fireworks out there, but I hung tough and extremely happy to, you know, to get back into the top ten. Um, you came fifth, didn't you? Fifth? No, no, uh, seventh, I think. Um, yeah, I got passed by a couple of guys towards the end. I was really struggling to hold on, and uh, but yeah, extremely great, happy to to get back into the top ten. You, you definitely look like you're holding on strong because I saw you at the beginning of the race and we were out on the bike, so oh. you're fighting the whole way. Man, the first hour on the bike, I just had nothing. I, you know, the swim went quite well. Um, you know, no problems there. But from the first pedal stroke, I was really struggling. I got dropped a couple of times from the front bunch, and at the turnaround, I was just behind them. But I, I couldn't hang on any longer, coming down the hill. Um, and from there, it was basically just on my own. Um, Ferris and I like passed each other a couple of times, but yeah, we were losing a lot of time to the leaders. So crazy the course record out there. Were the conditions just they were they were it for today? Yeah, I mean the conditions on the bike were just fantastic. I mean, no, I was riding pretty crappy and still went like a 427 or something like that, which is my quickest here. So, yeah, the winds were just fantastic. There was almost no wind at all. You know, a little bit of a headwind coming coming back, but it was probably about 10 k's or so. And you know, the rest of the time it was just easy going. Were you surprised in the swim that the field didn't split up? Like, you know, we we were watching, we were on the boat watching, and we it just stayed together, didn't it? Yeah, you know, and you know, it was such such a massive bunch of on, on the bike for the first 90k, yeah, yeah. and it was insanely fast. Um, I mean, it must have been like 42, 43 average at the turnaround. Really? <laughs> it was just crazy, stupid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, you know, when I got once I got to the turnaround, I knew the course record was going. And yes, yeah. you know, you know, 
just needed a steady marathon and it was, it was definitely going to go. Awesome. I went on for sticking at it, mate, because I know it was a tough day for you, but good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we've got Matt here. Um, he's been working with Ironman Live all day. It's, it's a big day for you, mate. What's it like working for you on, on doing that project? Uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's, uh, you know, what I'd be doing anyway is just BS and uh, watching the race. So, uh, yeah, dream come true to be able to do it on, online and, uh, you know, watching my brother. That's uh, that's where this all started for me, so it's a pleasure. You know, you know, for you, you know, I imagine you know a lot about what's happening, you know, in the sport anyway, but yeah. do you have to do a lot of prep for this race to make sure you're pretty sharp on race day? I don't know if I should answer that question. <laughs> Is that a no? <laughs> Zero prep at all count? Um, no, I mean, I'm, you know, obviously I race as a professional, yeah. still, uh, you know, had a full season this year and uh, know everybody, and uh, for me it's uh, about being kind of spontaneous, yeah. and uh, I, I'm able to remember enough information about the athletes and kind of the history of the sport that... Um, I do better if I fly by the seat of my pants, yep. and uh, hopefully I, I don't look like a dork out there. But that's uh, yeah, no prep at all. <laughs> did, did you get mentally fatigued at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah, it. it uh, yeah, with me answering the question with mumbles, yeah, for sure. It's a long day being on on air for twelve hours straight yeah. and uh, trying to be sharp and uh, and witty. I definitely have some lulls and. Uh, you know, all I did was eat Snickers bars and drink, nice. and drink uh, Gatorade today. So, uh, yeah, long, long day, but, yeah. Sugar high. Hey, uh, what do yeah. you think of the race? Yeah, amazing. I mean, Craig Alexander, uh, you know, it was a super fast day out there on the course, but, um, yeah, that guy's just uh, a legend. Yeah, absolute legend. You can't, can't say much more than that. Pete Jacobs, uh, I got to be honest, I doubted him uh, to be able to kind of come through with the result he knew he could do, and uh, apologies to him, man. He he, uh, he killed it. That was amazing. Girls race, you know, I know Chrissy's accident may have been a cause of why she didn't maybe dominate as much as she normally does, but it was an exciting race, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, you know, I don't like to put too much on, you know, what happened in the past. Yep. you got to take it for what it is. So I'd, I'd like to think that those girls pushed her, and, and that was why it was so close. And, uh, no, Chrissy had a great race and, and dominant, uh, showed some weakness, obviously, and it might have been because of the injury. But um, watching Chrissy uh, on that run with uh, Marinda those last five miles, uh, unbelievable. I mean, that girl hates to lose and was putting everything out there to try to win. It was so have some rest to get time off now, or are you still going to go back to work? Uh, oh, for the rest of the day, yeah, I'm off. I'm going to find some pints. That's, uh, that's it for me. Make sure my brother's okay. Just went into medical, but uh, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, pints for me and some rest. I think you'd be a cheap date tonight, mate. <laughs> easy, easy day, this guy. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for being with on Ironman Live. Thanks, mate. Cool. Yeah, I There you go, mate. Always against Rinder Coffee here. <laughs> That was one of the toughest races I've ever done. Um, I hit so much on the run. You know, I didn't even feel good at all. I sort of halfway through, I was thinking maybe I need to pull out, but um, I was stuck in there and just kicked off the miles. But man, it was painful. Did you, 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 you get between you and Chrissy was always a, a little bit too far away, but in the last kind of five miles, 5k, you really picked it up. Did you think maybe if she could crack a little bit, you might be able to get there? You know, you never know in, in this in this race especially. So, you know, I just kept racing as hard as I could all the way to the finish line um, and hope that she might crack. But, I mean, yeah, she's she's bloody tough and she's so strong and and she just uh, showed us again that she's still the world's best. You, um, you seem to have a pretty good swim today. Yeah, I, I don't think I had a great swim, but, I mean, I got out with Caroline Stefan and she's a decent swimmer. So, yeah, I mean, I think Chrissy didn't have a good swim. But, I mean, I, I'll have to go and have a look at the results and analyse all of that stuff and, and go from there. So, uh, overall, you, you, you happy with today? Yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, a course yeah, record right. on the run, so I bettered my time from last no, year. What did you do on the run? 252.10 or something. 
so pumped with that um, and then I'm not sure what I rode but I felt like I was in control and I was riding pretty strong so yeah I mean overall a good day um, getting closer to Wellington so that's the main thing yeah totally how's the pins feeling the pins are hurting I can tell you that I don't think I'll be working, walking normally for a, quite a lot, quite a while yeah, the speed you're running mate it's understandable hey great work today thank you so much thank you Tom you look like uh, you must have had a pretty strong bike run out there today yeah I did I mean that's my forte I think uh, I came out swimming I don't know 57, 58 minutes it's all I was hoping for maybe a couple of minutes quicker but I thought I actually swam okay I felt like I was swimming okay at the time well the bike is tough uh, I mean I was on uh, I was on my own just sort of like picking people off caught plenty of people and then uh, felt great about the first few K of the run and it usually doesn't hit me till about 15, 18 miles, but here, yeah, it hit me about four miles. With these long straights, it's hard, I just try not to look up, just keep focusing 10 metres in front of in the road and just keep this kind of rhythm. And you don't have to be moving quick to be picking people off here. Yeah. Just keep maintaining it and it works out. I'm, I'm just outside the top 10, but... I'm happy with that for my first race. Yeah, you must have been stuck with your run because you're well back off the bike and, and you came and you came up strong, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I'm happy with my run. I, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, I don't really care. I know it was, I know it was really solid. It the bike. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that was a good day at the office. You know, I'm really satisfied with that. Big question on everybody's lips. Do you think you will have outsplit uh, Chrissy on the run? Uh, probably not. It's going to be close, I think. Mean. Hey, well done for your first time here, mate. Bloody good effort. You've really lifted everything in the, on the course. I oh, have, yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> well, mate, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks. 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 Very well, very well. Far out, Brussels sprout. You know, you came out of the swarm. You, you, we saw you, and we went out on the boat, and we saw you. You're trying to stay on Pot's feet, but you couldn't. Yeah. So you went back to the pack. Tell us about your day. Um, I, don't, I didn't think I was feeling too good in the swim. Um, yeah, to not stay on Potsy's feet. Um, I was a little disappointed to drop back into the pack and, and that there was no other groups forming in the swim. Yeah, I headed out on the bike with everyone else, not feeling great. And, um, you know, before we got to about... Um, I don't know, it was a 50, 50 mile or something like that, and a gap opened up a couple of people in front of me that I didn't see. Yeah. Before I knew it, it's kind of the 100 metres, a couple hundred metres. Worked my ass off up to Harvey to try and bridge it up again, couldn't. And um, other people kept dropping off, like Rasmus and uh, other good, strong guys like oh, that. Really? So the pack was getting a bit shorter and further away each time. And, um, you know, but then we formed a pack with about, you know, Freddie Van Leerd, Rasmus and uh, a couple of other guys on the way back. None of us felt brilliant, but we just kind of kept the tempo and took it turns and that we worked pretty well. And, um, yeah, I was kind of writing my excuses on the bike for why I wasn't having really? a good day for the family and why, why it wasn't <laughs> going to work out this year and maybe I should just not do this race and, you know, things like that. Why my taper wasn't good and, you know, things like that. But then I got off the bike and it's like, well, I got off the bike last year in 32nd and ran up to 9th. You know, I'm off the bike in about 11th or 12th. I was uh, in about 4th by the top of uh, Polani. Really? I was like, well, this, is, this isn't too bad. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is better than last year. <laughs> and then, you know, it wasn't long after that that I was in 3rd. And then, you know, I was getting a lot of good encouragement from Macker out there. Um, you know, that Raylet wasn't running too well and, and I caught him in the energy lab. As soon as I caught him, and I'm catching him thinking this is going to be tough, he'll put up a fight. Yep. As soon as I, pu- I got next to him, 
he was off into the toilet. Oh, really? So I was like, sweet, easy, I've got second, done. <laughs> and then I got to the Queen K Highway, um, I said about 11K to go, and my quads just blew to smithereens. You know, I haven't done as many long runs as many weeks as I would have liked because my foot wasn't feeling great after my stress fracture earlier in the year. So I think that's why my quads blew up a bit. And um, I was like, okay, well, if he catches me, I'll be happy with third. He caught me with about 4K to go. Well, that's interesting. Really? When we saw you, you, you had a bit of a gap on him, and you were looking, yeah. you're looking a bit shagged. But yeah, yeah, we yeah, thought, well, oh, you guys. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys were saying you look good. You look good. I was, but, okay. um, but my, my quads were in absolute pain. Really? I was just trying to stay. You know, it was good when you said, you know, keep your cadence up, lean forward a bit. Just coach you on know, Newsom. Yeah, that's it. He's a good coach, that bloke. <laughs> and. Um, you know, because that helps stay on the toes a bit, not not landing in the heels, which smashes the quads. So, yep. Well, I was trying to do that anyway, but it helps to hear it again. And um, so I was just trying to tick it over. And I was walking some aid stations, and so Raylet's like, okay, I can catch back up. He's, 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 I've seen him since, and he's like, man, for you to walk those aid stations. Yeah. And, then, and then he caught me, and uh, he got about three metres on me. And then Macker on the other side of the road was like, come on, stay with him. Really? And I picked it up again, and I didn't just sort of pick it up and stay with him. I picked it up and repassed him, and with a K, I had about 300 metres on him. Really? I just went for it. I went for gold, and I did. I think I broke him the second time around, and uh, and he said that. He's like, man, you, you teased me, you walked, and then you've you come back and blown it again. So that was an incredible day to, um, you know, just go from, you know, 12 to second to third to second and in, in absolute agony all the time for the last 12k what was the feeling like mate you know over the last few years you've kind of been making progressions last year you got that penalty which kind of stuffed you up a little bit you had that great amazing run you know what was it like to come in you know second behind Corey in a record time you know you went for off the record yourself what was it like um uh, I'm, I'm extremely happy with it. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to ride a bit better. I think I felt better last Saturday riding here than I did this Saturday. But at the same time, you know, I, I went 808. And it's really weird. Like, I, 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 I wrote to my manager about a month ago when we started, you know, a bit of a competition for people to win a, win a kit. Yep. Guessing to what time I'll finish. And I said to him, Well, my guess is 8.09. I didn't oh, tell him. I told him, My guess is 8.09 if the weather's good. So to go pretty close to it, I'm pretty wrapped with that, you know. So even though I didn't feel great on the bike or, or great, you know, for the last 12K, finish second at Crowey, I, I just cannot, can't believe it. Yeah, mate. It was an amazing effort today. I think, you, you know, everyone was pretty proud of what you're doing out there today. Yeah, it's a great work, mate. Really proud of you. Good work. Yeah, well, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for your help. No, it's great to see you cranking. Got Rasmus next to us with still with his mow on. <laughs> How'd you go today, mate? Yeah, it was an awful day. I, I, yeah, very disappointing. And uh, like I've been telling again and again, last year there were a number of different explanations to it. This year I can't really put my finger on it. Really? Um, swim was okay. Then were, you, I, were you surprised in the swim that it stayed as one pet? I was, yeah. It, but the thing was, like, I, I was, I was in the lead of that pack for a while in the beginning and then then I was sort of behind just behind the first two guys the rest of the way and it was fairly easy being behind but as soon as I tried to go out to the side and see if I could increase it it was just too hard um, but um, but then on the, on the bike I started getting cramps almost immediately within the first 5k or so not, not no, nothing like what I did in Abu Dhabi or that, that, it's a completely different so it's more like normal cramps just sort of sit there and then they go away and then they come back and you can still keep on rolling but just the, on every little incline 
and uh, and when there was a surge and something that I had to really push it, then 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 the pants were sitting there. And, and obviously, it's it's hard to ride 180k like that. Yeah. And uh, then on the run, my legs were just really, really tired. Was it hard to stay motivated once you got off the bike? It was very hard. Yeah. Uh, for a while, I was I was running okay on Alihi, you know, thinking that I can still get top 10. But then I started to really fade, and and I could uh, yeah, I could see some guys coming from behind. And, being out of the top 10 is a big one. Yeah. Well, You'll be back to find another day. Yeah, we're sure you're a, you're a champ, mate. Good work, mate. Thanks, mate. It's probably... We've got... Uh, we got oh, that's, that's, that's not it. <laughs> uh, we've got Ferris next to us right now, mate. How'd your day go? Oh, tough day in the office. I... I could never go in that... in that pain zone. So, you know, I could never leave the comfort zone. And uh, for the first time in my 15 years of, of triathlon... I was afraid of the pain. Oh, really? I've never had that before. And I, I just said to, to Timo, I think I've, I've left um, a piece of my soul on the banks of the Main River in Frankfurt at Ironman Germany, and I, I haven't found that again. And uh, I wanted to, to, to drop out after the bike. Then I wanted to drop out after five miles because of... Uh, house is quite close <laughs> but then just my legs got a little bit better and I thought yeah I'll give it a try and then yeah then then it seemed for half of the of the spectators to to uh, to uh, for them to enjoy uh, cheering me on and uh, yeah I would feel a little bit embarrassed you know to, to drop <laughs> and then I tried on and and uh, and when I came close to the energy lab, I decided, okay, I'll make it home. And um, in the end, I'm very happy with my tenth place. Yeah, yeah, because you, you, we saw you out there. You look like you're fighting hard, and and you look like you're fighting hard to hold on to that tenth towards the end. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that it's, uh, it's worth fighting for the tenth place and make it up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when it comes to that fight, is that something that's a bit of a worry, or do you think it was because Germany was so hard? Um, I think. As I said, I've, I've, I've left something at Ironman Germany, and uh, um, if if you do not forget the pain of the previous race, I think it's pretty hard to to go into that dark zone. And um, you know, if you want to have a spectacular race like Crowe had, uh, congrats to him. I mean, that was amazing. And uh, then then you have to go into that zone and really dig deep and uh, and uh, you know you're absolutely no match for a guy who's in that zone if you can't get there well uh, not the best day that you were hoping for today but still top 10 and you held strong and in a pretty tough condition so well done mate thank you very much yeah, mate. we've got Tino and Timo Brank next to us and uh, you're looking strong in the run at the end mate how are you feeling now or on the run on, in the run the first 10k I lost my motivation a little bit because I struggle in the end of the bike, <coughs> but then after Palani, uh, uh, the legs getting better and better. And then I saw a lot of people in front of me, uh, and then it, yeah, it was good in the end. Because you held really, we were riding around, and we were noticing your technique. You know, you were running really strong, especially coming home. Yeah, uh, this, this last 10k, I, I trained a lot for this last 10k, and <coughs> yeah, that in, in Germany I won a lot of races uh, in the end of the marathon. 
so uh, yeah the, the bike seems very fast today it seems as though a lot of, it was a pretty fast bike course today but at the same time when we talked to the pros it sounds as though it wasn't necessarily an easy day out there how'd you find the bike yeah I lost uh, one minute in the swim of the leading crew oh. so I must have made my, my own race because the, the first two hours on the bike was very very fast and if I want to catch the group I must overtake uh, I had to overtake my pace so I uh, had a whole bike ride my, my, my own race and I waited for the run and then yeah, I had a solid run in the first half marathon in the end I uh, yeah, accelerate my pace and in the end getting fifth uh, with this swim and bike uh, it's a good good feeling yeah it sounds like you had a pretty good day mate well done thanks cool mate thank you yeah, like <laughs> Good friend of the show, Hilary Biscay. You're up next to me. How you going, mate? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been a long day here. <laughs> really? What happened? Um, my other half didn't have a fantastic race, so it's been a bit stressful. Oh, really? Who's your other half, so people know? Um, Mike Tolson. He was riding happened? back on a bike from the... Yeah, he was riding back on this old school kind of... No, that was Michael Weiss. Oh, let's, let's get it right. Let's, 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 let's not start rumours, team. Let's not confuse those two places. <laughs> um, no, he just finished in 20 seconds, so it was, it was a pretty ugly and painful to watch marathon. How's your, how's your training going and racing going? It's going okay. I just started working with a new coach, so I'm very excited about that, and um, I'm going to be going to do Bustleton. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah. Nice. And any other good goals from the triathlon scene? You know that we should be telling the world about. God. Oh gosh. Oh, God. Where do you start? Where, is... Where do you even start? You have to ask specific questions. I can give you any. Oh, uh, well, maybe need. we should keep the two off the microphone now. Go, go, give your man some love. I think he needs some Hillary love right now. <laughs> Okay, we've got Maddie Reed with us today, mate. It looks like you were having a bit of a battle. You are having a kind of tired man battle out there when you were out on the run there. What was happening? Yeah, for sure. You know, I just, uh, I struggled with the uh, the bike because uh, it wasn't what I expected, you know. It was just a, a pack ride and you need to, you know, I think being here before and learning the, the pack, you know, at, at the start I was kind of sitting towards the back trying to just save my energy. But that's not where you want to be. You want to be out the front because there's guys that kept leaving big gaps and then you end up, you know, chasing the chasing them down and you're going over your red line. And three times I had, uh, you know, some guys that would leave those gaps. I had to chase uh, three times for, like, huge efforts to get across to the pack. And then... And pulling everyone else up? Well, yeah, but they were hurting too, trying to catch back up as well. But, um... And then the, the fourth time going up to Harvey, uh, what's his name, Neko Lanos, yep. dropped the wheel and I had to go around him again and, uh, and that's what killed me. You know, I, was, I was 350 watts trying to catch back up to the group going up that hill and by the time I got to Harvey and turned around, my legs were, were starting to get tired already and, uh, and I struggled all the way back and my watts were just dropping and... You know, I was just having a mental game on the way back because a, a lot of, you know, most of it I was by myself in the wind. And, you know, when those guys are riding in a pack, they're just putting minutes on you in, in uh, you know, short periods of time. And, and that was the most frustrating thing about that. And then, you know, I get off the bike and, you know, because I had to ride, you know, over my red line, which I didn't really want to do today. I didn't think I would have to. Mm. And, uh, you know, that hurt my legs for the run. And, and then I ended up just suffering out there and, you know, that wasn't what I wanted. Uh, you know, I was definitely happy to, to finish. Uh, you know, I'm proud of my effort to get to the end because, uh, you know, I've never been in so much pain in a race before. Uh, so, you know, I learned a lot today, but, you know, I need to seriously think, you know, if this race is, is meant for me, you know, being so big and, and uh, 
and tall, and I, you know, I really didn't enjoy the pack. Uh, you know, the tactics of the pack out there. And, uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll think about it. And, you know, I really love the short course, and you know, there's a second Ironman I've done where I, I'm like, I didn't really, didn't really enjoy it that much because it's just such a, a long, hard day. And, uh, the short course stuff is, is a lot of fun and it's, it's over really quickly and you can race so much more. So uh, we'll see what happens. You were having a bit of a battle. I didn't pick up who you were battling with with the run. What happened there? Uh, not really. I wasn't really battling anyone. You know, I was so far back off the bike. I knew my race was over. Uh, you know, I was, I was hoping to get, you know, top 20 in the end. Uh, you know, I didn't, didn't even know the guys I was racing with back there. Um, you know, it wasn't where I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, it's hard when you, you see Crowey, he's already out of the energy lab and, you know, a couple of miles back on the Queen K and, you know, I'm running, you know, half an hour behind him. And, you know, it's really hard mentally to, to pick yourself up after that. And, and uh, you know, you know, to be honest, I was I was just thinking, man, I hope Chrissy Wonkin doesn't catch me again. <laughs> I, was, I was running scared of her. Because I remember Arizona last year, same thing, you know, she was closing in on me and I didn't even know it. Uh, but this time I was, you know, I could see her. <laughs> and you found motivation. Yeah, I was, I was just trying to put it. And in the end, you know, I could barely move my legs. So uh, I, was, you know, I was really happy to get to the finish line. Nice. So not, not the best day, but proud to stick at it. Exactly, yeah, that's right. Thank you, mate. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, no worries. We're out on the course and you're running long. And, and I heard you say the F word. What happened? You saw Corey run past, basically. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It's just unbelievable how far back I was. <laughs> Just a phenomenal athlete. I can't believe how good he is. Yeah, he was pretty special. He managed to beat the course record too, which is pretty pretty special, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's special. Yeah. I think. I heard he was in really good form. He's, uh, he's been doing a bit of Luke Luke King. I've, I've been staying with uh, Luke's folks. Yeah. Obviously, getting word gets around, and yeah, they said he was flying. So yeah, he showed it today. The, the, the condition, the, the kind of word we're getting from the street is that it felt like it was a fast day, but it wasn't necessarily an easy day. How did it go for you? Uh, yeah, it was a bit, probably a bit easier than last year. Probably, probably the easiest day I've had since I've been here. Oh, really? Why? Uh, it just wasn't quite as... There was no wind up at Harvey. I did a little bit of wind, a little bit of headwind in the last six kilometres after the turnaround. But then coming home, you know, the, it was more of a crosswind than, a, than an oblique wind, yeah. an oblique head, headwind. And then coming back into town, it was sort of, uh, you know, cross tail. So, yeah, 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 that, it, it was fast. But then on the run, it was pretty warm, though. It was yeah. warm. I thought it was warmer than last year. Yeah, no, there's no cloud cover, was there? Yeah, no cloud cover. But, yeah, no cloud cover today, but last year there was cloud yeah. cover. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and your run go right? Yeah, great run. Great run. I, I managed to salvage something, you know, from the day from, with my run. I was really, really, really happy. Uh, I just had a terrible swim. It's been about five minutes slower than I did, no, six minutes slower than I did last year for some reason. I don't know how. Did, did you fall off the pack, obviously? Oh, I was never in the pack. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Would you normally be in the pack? I don't know much about swimming. Uh, I was, yeah, I was right at the tail of the pack last year, so, yeah, I don't know what else. I haven't raced since Port Macquarie, so. Okay. I haven't, you know, done a lot of work. Well, I did a, I did a half Ironman in the US, but I've been injured since Port Macquarie. Okay. And, yeah, so, I was bloody happy with the way it ended up. <laughs> Took that box, come back this year and stuff it up. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, get out of the water a bit further up and then, uh, you know, maybe be a bit 
be a bit closer at the end of the bike and then, you know, have another good run and maybe finish a few places high. We've got to skip on Corey, mate. We're loving that. I've got to congratulate Bevan because he's got balls to go up to people and I'm like, I just want to give them a little break. They look pretty smoked, but Bevan just gets in there, gets the microphone in their face and away we go. So well done, Bevan. Oh, thanks, mate. It's all good. It's all, it's all for the listeners. So it was pretty nice to get that from Corey. He's um, pretty emotional right now. It was great to see him talk about that race. You know, like, as athletes, we were aim for that kind of gold day that we dream of and to pull that off here and get the course record is pretty special isn't it amazing and uh, obviously conditions help but just an amazing day so really you know when we look at that top 10 when we get finished up today and look at that top 10 we're going to go holy crap yeah. who would have picked that but when we're out in the Queen K this race is a war of attrition and the reason they don't run 235s is because they're just killing each other out on the bike and it is just like as Pete Jacobs said when we were talking through he he said, you know, he just he was came off in eleventh or whatever, and just worked his way through. Granted, if he ran two forty two with an explosion on the run, yeah. he must have been on fire. So it was just a battle out there. When I biked into town, we saw people go people going up Palani. This is the front third of the age group field, and no exaggeration, I would have said seventy five percent of those people were walking up that hill. This race, that's after an easy bike ride. Well, not an easy bike ride. I mean, yeah. good conditions on the bike. So. There's something about this race that nukes people. Yeah. It's, it's good to see. It's a real test. And, and you know, like, we, we, we feel pretty privileged being here, but it's, it's, it's really interesting today. You know, you see these athletes, and you, it was great to see top 10 with lots of names that we haven't heard a lot of. You know, a lot of guys coming through who, you know, to be honest, we were riding through the field. It's like, Jeepers, I don't know these names that well. Exactly. And uh, but big gaps. Really yeah, big gaps. was they? And we've got the, the, the girls have just started coming in. So we've had Christy come in. I don't think Joyce is coming in. I can see one of the Abu Dhabi people over here. So hopefully she can hang on to fifth place. Um, but I think that's the one difference we noted on the way out on the bike. The difference, say, from when we were here last time when there was say, 150 pros, from where the front girls were to the, 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 the sort of main lot of guys, there's really massive, massive gaps. Like nobody for K after K. So I think that's the area where things really thinned out. And we saw it. Just, I'll be interested to see how many DNFs there are because a lot of the big kahunas were, uh, were dropping out. We saw Brownie on the side of the road, Marino Van Hornacker was in the uh, the medical team. We saw another guy um, riding back on a bike. Shelly Dibbins? So, Did she end up finishing? Well, I wouldn't think so. We saw her on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. so huge attrition rate. But hey, it's a world champ. People want to go out there and put themselves in a position where they can do it. I can just see Joycey coming through now, yeah. so we'll catch up with her next. But uh, she looked like she had a good steady day. It's definitely, you know, this is Renown is being a special race, and it really is, isn't it? Should we wait here for it? No, no, we got to. That's how I roll. Got Chris Lado with us today, um, right now. How'd your race go, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, you know, I was prepared for the battle and went out there, and everything was going well, and battled strong and hard, and felt good on the bike, and felt good the first couple miles of the run, and then the heat hit me, and legs were hurting pretty bad and you know I just uh, it was just about finishing you know so I was not as far as de- defeated you know I didn't I didn't finish well but got my head up high and finished strong and you know with you with you you always talk about you know you really would like tough conditions on the bike because you know you know it's your strength and it can give you an advantage over the rest of the field today's conditions were almost perfect riding conditions of bugger or wind by the sounds of things out there did that work to your disadvantage yeah it wasn't very windy and it was just hard it was such a big group for the first half of the bike for the first 40 50 miles and you know i would go and i wouldn't ride that hard and i'd pull away and then they would just sit right back there and 
So I would sit up and wait, and then I would go again, and hoping someone would go with me, and no one ever did. And so I just kept waiting and waiting my time. And just the last uh, 30 miles, I thought that was a good time just to go and ride my pace. And everyone started suffering and, uh, and paying for the af- efforts that they put out early on. And um, so yeah, it worked out well. I was I was I was confident going in, and I was confident getting off the bike and. You know, I knew Crowley was only four minutes back, and it didn't worry me. You know, I I knew he rode hard, and he was going to have a hard run, and I didn't know what my run was going to do. You know, I was prepared to run well, and uh, the heat just got me. Almost passed out a couple times. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was uh, one of the hottest. Uh, it was the hottest I've ever felt, and four temperatures through the roof. So it was just about stopping and cooling myself off and re re in so I could... So while it wasn't the result you wanted, I think it sounds like you're pretty happy with being able to hold strong in a tough day. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to push the family out of the way. We're going to push the family out of the way. Mate, we were too busy doing interviews. We didn't get to see you finish, and we heard you got fourth. It was an exciting finish. Oh, God, I missed it. So what happened? Um, I think it was... I was, like, two minutes back, and... uh, um, I think we were both in a pretty bad way, me and Caroline, and... uh, (laughs) Luckily, she was slightly in a worse way than the last 100 metres. I saw her and some pounds and everything. Really? So it was like a school sprint? Yep, it took me back to 100 metres. So, so how did you feel today? You, it looked like you had a pretty good swim. You, you got, I think you were in the second pick, weren't you? Um, yeah, I came out with Leander and um, it felt really comfortable actually. Um, maybe if I could get a bit more speed at the beginning, I could get in the next pack. Um, that's the way it goes. I think I'm just a bit of diesel engine, so by the time I got up to speed, they're already gone. Um, and then, so then, like, Leander and I just, like, were toing and froing the entire bike course, which is really nice, because I normally spend the first half on my own, and it's just good having someone to pace off. But when I started running, I, I kind of think maybe I did the bike a little hard. Uh, but then if I'd have missed, if Leander and I were still toing and froing, and if I'd lost her, then I could have, like, lost five minutes, so... I was like really aware that there was some fast runners behind me, so the bigger gap we could get, the better. And then the run, I just felt awful. And then I had about eight mile window where I felt okay, and then I felt awful again. <laughs> when you made the turn at the far end of the Lee Drive, that's the first chance you had to see where it was at. What, were you, what was going through your mind when you made that turn? Um, in some ways, it was nice because um, I thought fifth was secure. Because uh, it was a big gap back to six, um, but then I came fifth last year, so I'm like, I don't really want to a repeat all the way. And I knew that Rini and Chrissy were behind me, and they're like amazing runners, so uh, I knew it was a tough to hold them off. So uh, I did quite deep, and it wasn't always pretty. I apologise to some people out on the King K who probably saw a bit more than they wanted to. <laughs> Um, but I, I couldn't believe it when I saw Chris and um, saw Caroline kind of walking um, and it was, must have been 200 metres to go and it just goes to show that you've always got a little bit extra when, when you, can if see you really it, want yeah. it you can yeah. kind of find it so. well, we're really proud of you for that it's great I knew my coach was, would probably think I'd kind of given up on tour so uh, 
Yeah, well done, mate. It's good to see you stepping up to that next step, mate. Love your work. Yeah, well thank you. We're proud of you. Go, Joyce Sonata. Yes. Good, <laughs> good friend of the show, Kat Morrison here. Mm. How you going, mate? We saw you out there. We're giving you some love. How'd you go? Uh-huh. I need some more love. Okay, well, well let's rewind. And I'll give you some more love. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day? You know, uh, it was all right. It wasn't great, but... You know, I dug in and I'm happy that I dug in. And... Well, talk, talk us through it, you know? Well, I had a pretty crap spin. You might need to pick that. No, no, you can podcast and you can say whatever you want. We don't, we don't, we don't care. Did the, 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 the difference of not having the, the age group males coming through change the dynamic of the females in your perspective? Um, it probably did, actually, because I think you'll notice that a lot of the... There wasn't a lot of catch up with the girls, you know, the store swimmers at the back. Yeah, yep. They weren't coming through as fast as they have done in previous years. Yeah. So I think it probably did, yeah. yeah. And so you had a bit, bit, bit of an average swim? Average swim, um, all right in the bike until about the last 45 minutes, and then a really rough catch and run kind of at the start until about 5k, then it was good for another five, and then coming up to back to town and up to Lanny. Yes. Really? And I just thought, oh, I'm going to have to can it, but then I got going again, and I was chugging away fine. Yep. Yep. So it's just a shame that it wasn't more consistent, but yep. I'm happy, you know, I was so close to pulling out and I thought, you know, just dig in, so I'm really happy. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like it was a fast day out there, but it was a tough day out there. You know, what you just said then about, you know, really close to pulling out is a comment that a lot of pros have been saying. Yeah. Yeah. You can't pull out. No, you're hardcore. Hey, she's kept awesome. She's hardcore. Hey, we'll, we'll, uh, well done on today, and then thanks for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Cool, mate. What are you up to next? We've got Tim McDonald here. How you going, mate? Oh, man, I was... Welcome to Iron Man, Yeah. Well, I was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, was, I, just, I wasn't right today. I, really? Yeah, yeah. I was really fatigued, and just my whole body was achy. And... Did, you, did you finish? No, I pulled out after the bike. Okay. Because um, yeah. I was talking to you pulling out during the bike. Yeah, you know, I, I probably should have. I mean, I was going backwards really? from the start. Yeah, I came out of the water and my whole body was just giant ache. So, so just one of those funny days? A couple yeah, of I don't know if, uh, you know, I came down with something or what. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I was this wasn't right. And, yeah this level of competition you can't fake it and it's uh, you know with the point system now you know I didn't think it's smart to tough yeah. it out to a marathon when you know I should probably be going to Cozumel or uh, Arizona and, and you know getting back on the horse so, so is this a bit of a waste of day because you know like it sounds like it was more like just something was wrong yep. than you know there's mental toughness or anything like that is it a bit of a just go well there's a suck day Refocus, get yep. back on track. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the hardest thing about it because it just you know it wasn't me out there, yeah. and, and uh, you train, you put so much into one event, and you know you're in great shape, and yeah. you just you get hit with one of those. And yeah. um, I mean, I I was yo-yo and I was battling back, back and forth, and, and finally just couldn't even do that anymore. So, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully I can take this fitness, get better, and. Uh, still have a you know, good end of the season Ironman kind of like you know, Chrissy did and um, Lindsay Corbin did a couple of people did that last year so yeah. I'm sure you'll come back with a lot more desire mate I don't doubt that at all yeah you know I'm, I'm a slow learner in most things so, uh, you know um, I plan on being back and I still plan on achieving my goals here in Jonah yeah, definitely well bad luck today but you know I'm sure we'll be seeing you back next year stronger and better and faster absolutely cool, mate. thanks for your time <laughs> thanks, mate. hey Jumbo we've got, we've got a bit of New Zealand legend here Yes. <laughs>
legendary, legendary. <laughs> it turns out Bozzoni, how you going, mate? Hey, how you guys doing? How do you say your name properly? I always get it wrong. Terenzo Pozzone. Oh, Pozzone. Terenzo Pozzone. What's Terenzo Pozzone? Yeah. Um, just talking to you as you walk out, you're feeling pretty frustrated not being part of the race? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's, it's been a tough year, but uh, all in all, I think I think this is just adding to the fire. Next year, I'm going to going to come back, come back big and, and hit it hard. Tell, tell people may not know exactly what's been happening for you this year. Tell us a bit of a wrap-up. Yeah, I've been struggling for a few months with a bad Achilles and just haven't been able to get the training I've wanted to get done, uh, do the performances I've been aiming for in races. and uh, It got to the point where I couldn't run anymore. I just had surgery 10 days ago and I'm hobbling around here in Kona on crutches. Recovery is expected to be six to twelve weeks back to running, uh, so this should should give me enough time to get back in top top form for Ironman New Zealand and try and dethrone Cameron Brown. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think of the ITU style racing out there today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you surprised with what's happening? Well, we were just chatting inside there, uh, Chris McCormack, a bunch of guys, and I were uh, were talking, and it's it's a little bit surprising. I'm, Trying to figure out where Lieto is in the mix of things. Uh, also, I mean the Europeans—they—they're so strong on the bike, and over the years they've—they've—I've not been able to put together better races here where they can bike well and 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 run solid. And I mean with Craig Alexander being such a quick runner, sitting in that pack, makes you wonder what what they're doing, what they're waiting for. Yeah. Well, what about someone like Jacobs? You know, you know, like last year ran the fastest runs, but he's in the pack. You know, do you look at him and think, well, maybe he could could maybe pivot? That's the great thing about the sport. Anything's possible. I mean, there's there's two guys, Andreas Raylert and Craig Alexander. Uh, they've finished second here a bunch of times, and and I know uh, Craig's won as well. So I, I know both of them will be looking for the win. If they don't win, then it it's 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 a disappointment. It's a failure, I guess. But there's a lot of other athletes who who can win. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, at the moment, I think Luke McKenzie's riding up the front with Faris Al Sultan. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're both they're both top athletes. It just depends how much they save for the run. This week, you've been uh, kind of been doing a bit more of the kind of PR for you know Case West and, and all the companies who sponsor you. Have you found that because it's long days out there, kind of just <laughs> every time I see you, I feel really sorry for you because you're in crutches and <laughs> sitting in the sun. How have you found doing that? Yeah, I wish I was racing because I could. You, when you race, you you have your commitment to the race, and you can just say no to all those yeah. all those other things. But. I have a great team of sponsors, and, and they've backed me through the years, so uh, it doesn't even cross my mind coming here and doing whatever I can to help them out, give something back, uh, give something back to the fans who are hanging around, and I'm, I'm super busy, but I'm, I'm having a good time, and, and uh, next year I'll be ready to race. So what's the, what's the plan for next year? Obviously in New Zealand. Yeah, kick off Ironman New Zealand in March, um, and then try out for the Olympics. Oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an official announcement. Like for you coming to I mean at your age was a bit of a surprise, you know, to, to, to switch over so young. Was that a big decision? Because the Olympics is for most triathletes the kind of the ultimate. Uh, I always saw myself stepping up to Ironman. Oh, really? I just didn't. I didn't think it would happen as quick as it did. After I won the half Ironman World Champs in 2008, I I took that as a sign to start start trying to pursue my dream of being a multiple champion here in yeah. Kona, and. I, I haven't had the results I've wanted over Ironman distance, and, and maybe it's a little bit to do with the strength of my body, the maturity, which will which will come within the next few years. Yeah. Uh, also, but there's a, there's a few other things. My coach John Ackland and I we've we've kind of found we've we've seen these other areas that that we can work on, and uh, we're working through them at the moment. This year, of course, was a bit of a setback, so yeah. we couldn't test test everything we've been going through. But I I mean I've proved myself over the 70.3 distance races and. 
and there is, I guess there is that thought in my head, do I stick to 70.3s and, and try and win more races than, than anyone out there, or do I keep focusing and trying to learn on learn how to race Kona and how to win here? Yeah. I think that's going to be a way forward for athletes, you know, like at the moment we seem to have the ITU athlete and then we have the Ironman athlete who does, and we get a mix of people doing a bit of 70.3s, but at this stage we don't really see, and you can make a pretty good career out of 70.3, but we don't seem to have had that... You know, the core of athletes who sit in 70.3 world, do you think that would be something that will happen eventually? I definitely think there will be 70.3 athletes, specific athletes out there. I mean, when I started racing uh, the half Ironman in 2005, I did Wildflower, and, and that was pretty much the only half Ironman out there. Yeah. Uh, and it's come a long way. The 70.3 series yeah. has started, and I think there's 56 70.3s around the world, probably over 100 half Ironman races. And... and the athletes can race week in, week out, yeah. or every second weekend, and, and get a lot more exposure for their sponsors. Uh, media exposure is great for, for them. The races are catching on, and, and doing a better job promoting the races and the athletes. Uh, so there's no reason why athletes can't make a great living off 70 yeah, degrees yeah. without doing Ironman. Yeah. Uh, oh, my only question is, do you prefer the current qualifying system or the old qualifying system? Uh, I, I would say there's a happy medium. Well, there's. I mean, <laughs> you look at the big sports like tennis, golf, all, all those sports. They work on on ranking. ITU triathlon. It's it's all on ranking, and I I do like uh, seeing the ranking system there. But I think we could look at structuring it a bit in a better way to I don't know benefit benefit all the athletes uh, a bit better. I, I mean, I did Ironman New Zealand, which was a lower points race this year. I mean, I didn't didn't have a great year, but it wasn't a wasn't a shocking year. I finished twentieth in Kona last year, uh, second Ironman New Zealand, uh, fourth and fifth at a couple of big halves, and then a few other good results. But I just just scraped into to the qualification for this race, yeah. and <laughs> I mean, it, it's tough. You have other people who go out and race Ironman, Ironman, Ironman. They race a bunch of Ironman races, get the points, and and they're fried by the time they get here to Kona. So there has to be a medium way to. A happy medium where, where where everyone can benefit, where Ironman can benefit and the athletes can benefit. It was interesting, we were talking to someone before, no names, but they knew someone who would raced eight Ironmen to qualify as a pro, and it was kind of like they basically did so many races that they were going to get oh, in, yeah. and it's kind of maybe a downfall of the system really, isn't it? First year though. It seemed okay. So you're saying you and John, um, John Ecklin, are working towards. When you look at the big picture with Ironman, you know, the, the improvements are such a long journey. You know, how do you approach that with your training? Well, of course, I, I mean, I have my long-term goal uh, of winning several times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, they've been the first New Zealand man to win. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, Miss Cameron Brown does it today. Yeah. <laughs> no, not looking like he's off the back, isn't he? He's well yeah, off the back. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we look at the areas in, in my racing, in my preparation, that have gone well over the years. Uh, for example, the strength training we did... Uh, before the wildflower block in 2006 where I had a great race we try and I guess hybrid hybrid those training blocks and those formulas and put them into a big formula but with Ironman racing after after Kona we sit down we do a debrief uh, with, with the guys I train with as well and we find the common factors and one of the big big factors is is mental fatigue the mental fatigue you carry into a race it's, it's all well having your body freshen up and, and tapered and ready to go but if your mind isn't just as fresh as your body, if off yeah. pressure, you're not gonna you're not gonna have that 
be able to dig into those reserves deep inside your body. Yeah. Let's get back to the action, Ben. Oh no, it's all right. I want to join this conversation. I want question. When it comes, you know, because we are so good at training the physical. What about the mental? What you know, you talk about mental fatigue. What are some strategies you guys actually use to to make sure you can be fresh mentally for a race? Um, it's a, a big thing is the mental load. Uh, just just cutting out everything else. I mean, some some of the big guys, they well, Chris Macker, for example, yeah. he can he can, I guess, consolidate all those things, compartmentalize all those things into a separate com- compartment, yeah. and then he focuses. Yeah, he's focused he has the ability to take a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, for me, for example, I can't I can't think about that. It's, it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, so just having, I guess, having some someone to take a lot of that mental pressure away, or being able to just put that mental pressure away. Yeah. And. I mean, even if it's just three weeks before being yeah. here in Kona, a lot of people have said three weeks is the magic number for, I guess, for age group athletes to be here in Kona. Yeah. I don't think it's so much for the for the heat acclimatization. I think it's more for getting away from all the stresses at home, getting away from your work. You're here. You don't have to think or do anything. You yeah. just you just train, and, and and your mind is is fresh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. The mind stuff. I'm, I'm always really fascinated by. It. Well, good luck with getting getting better, and you know, good luck with you know, taking on Brownie next year. <laughs> one more question, John. Hey, one more okay, question. Always, always. How do you find the pressure in New Zealand? Like, and you know, overseas, you're not you're the, New Zealand. Obviously, you and Brownie are the two kind of big Kiwis. How do you find that pressure? Because, you know, there's, there are, I don't know if there's a rivalry between you, but there's kind of, you know, we're going to play it up in New Zealand because you're the two big guys. How do you find that? Oh, there's definitely a rivalry between us, but uh, it's a friendly one. I mean, I, I like Cameron and I yeah. have a lot of respect for him. Kelly and Kelly, my girlfriend, and Jenny, his wife, get yeah. on. His kids are great. But on that race course, I want to kill him. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, Kelly and Jenny and the kids are still yelling for yeah. for, for me and Cameron. And uh, I. Uh, I don't feel too much pressure going in, but I do. I do want to. I mean, I do want to race more in New Zealand. I want to give something back to mm. New Zealand, where, where I grew up, where I raced a lot. Where I guess I've built my reputation, and I, I want to give something back. And and Ironman New Zealand is a great place to do it. I've been down there several times before I raced, and just love the love the vibe, love the atmosphere down there. And and going down there and racing and being a part of it is. Is, is what I live for. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Thanks, thanks guys. Good to catch up. Is your interview working? No. She's got, she's got, let me blow your. Oh, blow, oh, your blow your body's mind. Oh, you want to blow my what? <laughs> your mind. Get, uh, your, get your mouth out of, uh, I mean, your head out of the gutter. We've got a good friend of the show, good old Belinda Granger. How you going, mate? Oh, I'm actually good now. This morning I wasn't so good. I actually couldn't even get down to the swim start. Really? Just because you're not here? Yeah, just because I'm not in it and I just I just didn't want to be part of the start. I knew it was going to be a little bit too emotional and so I removed myself from the situation, went for a long run, got it out of my system and now I'm, I can't wait for them to get in off the bike so I can follow the run. So, so you know, for you, you could have qualified, surely, if you'd chosen your races, right? Or is it, like, are you at a point in your career where you go, you know what, I'll make more money at other races? What's happening for you? No, you've hit the nail on the head. I'm not trying to be a big head but if I wanted to qualify it was a matter of just choosing the right yeah. races and I committed to a few races that, that I love you know I'll obviously challenge Roth and I, there's no way I'd miss that race it's um, my favourite race in the world and I just thought yeah I could squeeze you know me I could squeeze in another Ironman it's not as if I haven't done that before but why I don't want to turn up here and come 25th if yeah. I'm going to come back to Hawaii I want to come back knowing that I am fresh both physically and mentally and really ready to give it everything and my last three years here have been pretty ordinary and I didn't want to come back and have another race like that so I thought you know just I sat down and we actually thought maybe it's good if I have a year out watch the race get my hunger back for this race and then come back and have another crack next year for the light and that'll be my 10th 
and then I can quite happily say, okay, Hawaii, done and dusted. Have you been watching the coverage today? Yeah, I, I got up pretty early this morning. I was up Cracker Sparrows, obviously, and now we're staying out at Sea Villages, which is right on the turnaround for the swim. So I got up, computer straight on onto Ironman Live, and was looking at the updates also on Twitter, and then we waited till we saw them come through in the turnaround. And I had a little look and almost a little cry, but then I head out, <laughs> I head up to the Kuakini to the turnaround on the bike, waited till the, all the pros came through, and then I went up, took myself off and did a long run because you know obviously I've got a race coming up in Cape Town okay, in great. November, so can't stop the training. But now it's officially I'm he- here for all my friends out there, and I, it's, I want to it's an interesting race. What's happening in the female race? What, 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 mm. Like it's it's kind of being. Chrissy's not out of it yet. No, Chrissy's not out of it by no means. But it's, it's pretty interesting. What, what, what's your thoughts on the race to this point? I have to admit, I was a little surprised at how far down Chrissy was out of the swim. Yep. But then you think, you know, she she's had a pretty nasty fall. I'm sure those she didn't want to get thumped in the swim, so she probably played it pretty safe. Yep. Uh, she didn't want any of those, you know, wounds being opened or or kicked. And uh, I think she's just had a safe swim. She looked fine when I saw her at the at the turnaround. And you know they're saying, oh, you know she's eight minutes down on Carol and Steph, and that's too much to make up. I mean, please. Yeah, yeah. Girl, but that's just hype, isn't yeah, it? It, it is, yeah. it is, and I understand. Yeah. You know, the girl, the girl seriously could run a two fifty, two fifty two here. I don't think it's an issue. She's never been pushed here before, um, and you know we know Carol and Steph, and is not going to run faster than three oh five. Yeah. Uh, you know she's been injured this year, so her running is definitely not going to be any better than it was last year, which was still brilliant, mm. but it's too much time. So I, I, I still strongly believe that something's going to go drastically wrong with Chrissy. What about well, how much time would Chrissy have to get on Rennie? You know, is there any hope that Rennie could run Chrissy down, or you don't think that's possible? Look, Rennie's Rennie's a beautiful runner, and she's definitely one of the best runners in the world in Ironman. However, is she better than Chrissy? Is she faster than Chrissy? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if she is. I think she's a much more beautiful runner. Yeah. You know, obviously Rennie is a runner, whereas Chrissy's just all strength and and um, guts. and guts. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, I don't think Rennie's any faster uh, if, if anything maybe a minute or two but yeah. you know already Marinda's behind so I don't see Marinda being able to chase it down and so and so tell us quickly about your season how's it been going well it's been it's been a, it's, it's been a reasonably good season but then it's it's quite I haven't had any what I call shockers yeah but all of my Ironman distance races have been mediocre yep. so not great but not bad yeah. uh, but I've had a few really good 70.3 races so I've been happy about that you know I won my last two uh, I won Japan 70.3 and also won Philippines 70.3 I won a really cool half Ironman in Italy uh, obviously I won Challenge Wynaker at the beginning of the year but then Challenge Roth um, Challenge Cairns and Ironman South Africa were not great races but they weren't bad you know I was 5th, 6th so I've got one more Iron Distance race to go and then I've got obviously Phuket 70.3 and the traditional uh, Laguna Phuket, which I love. I mean, those those two races in Phuket are just brilliant. And then I'll have a break. But, you know, I've, I've raced reasonably consistently over the year. You, you know, nowadays with there's been so many more races on, like the calendar's really started to get a lot more filled up. You know, Ironman are putting race races on. You've got Rev Free. You've got Challenge. Are you finding it easier to make money now? It is definitely easier to, to walk away with some money. Yep. Uh, but I definitely think that the sport's grown to such an extent that the, the, the old-term cherry pick, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, really? You know, even when I went to the Philippines thinking that that might be a cherry pick for me, I had Amanda Stevens turn up. And she was fourth last year in the 70.3 Worlds. And then, you know, I had Bree Wee as well, who's also a very solid athlete over that distance. So, you know, you can't really go anywhere. And then races, I did Ironman, uh, Japan, sorry, 70.3, and thought that would be another cherry pick, but then I had the Japanese girls breathing down my back the whole way, you know, so I really couldn't get off my game. So I, I think there's, even though there's more choice, there's also more athletes, there's more professional athletes racing now. So it's still tough to make a quit, 
Yep. But it's um, but you definitely have more choice. Nice. Yeah. She needs some lunch, Bevan. Leave her alone. She needs <laughs> some lunch. Well, I'm looking at Bev's hand. It's looking rather tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> okay, man. Thanks for coming on the show. No worries. You're a champ. We've got the legendary recipe sending with us right now. How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Got, got some hours of decent sleep. So, Did you? So not too bad. Do you normally sleep pretty well before a race? Never. Never? Uh, no, I always struggle a little bit. Yeah. I fell, fell asleep very well last night though. Then I woke up and then it was a little bit disturbed, say from midnight through to three when I got up. What, what's the deal with the moustache? Is this some uh, good luck symbol? <laughs> Well, I, I, I had I had put on like a lot of facial hair over the last week, so I know I was shaving it yesterday. I thought, oh, well, initially I let a little mustache stay because uh, my coach's wife, she, she thought I'd, I'd look neat with that. And I, I thought it was going to be just for last night, but then I figured, oh, great athletes have won this race with big mustaches. So, so maybe, I'll, maybe I'll let it sit there as a lucky charm. Hey, well, good luck today. We'll be at this group for you. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. So, John, what, what, do you, what do you think of the day, mate? We, we did a lot of kind of on the... On the kind of I'll day, fly. yeah, but we're not going to use much of it because well, we'll get too much content. <laughs> yeah, uh, my impressions of the day was well, let's, let's break it down a little bit. We, we yeah. started off, we, we went on early, and we saw um, the, the setup of everything, and it was a kind of cool atmosphere as always. I, d- I think the first thing that I thought was going to happen was going to be the swim. There was going to well, <laughs> it happen, <laughs> but I really thought the swim would break up because you had some outstanding swimmers in there, and uh, and some guys that have been doing IMF quite a long time. You would often say this swim is not quite up to, to scratch compared to the Olympic distance guys, but they couldn't get away. I mean, Pete Jacobs, exceptional swimmer. He was he got away at the start, but then he was basically just at the front of the pack, and they couldn't well, break it up. They couldn't get rid of guys like Craig Alexander. I was very surprised. We were, we were very fortunate. We got to go out on the Ironman live boat when uh, they were doing the filming, and so we were just in the background watching, and we ended up becoming spotters because yes. because they couldn't really. Obviously, everyone was blind. I seemed to have the best eyesight on the boat, yeah. and uh, and we were trying to spot the numbers so that they could report back to Ironman live, and it was, it was a pretty hard thing to do, wasn't it? Very hard. Yeah, and uh, but we were in the. That awesome position where we were basically wa- right next to the field watching what's happening in the race, and it was just really fascinating because you were trying to, you know, think surely it's going to break up eventually, but it just wasn't happening, eh? And especially, it just started to break up once they got to the turnaround, and then uh, when you get to turns, often it does bunch up again. Once they're around that turnaround, they're all together, and it was just uh, just homeward a good bound. homeward bound swim. And, and as Rasmus said, if you guys heard from him, you know, if you're sitting in, it's fine. If you tried to move around, and go to the front. It's pretty hard work, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was somewhat surprising. Well, one thing John picked up on before we actually started the race is we were kind of just on the boat watching as they were getting ready. And, and you were mentioning that when ITU athletes do their racing, they really warm up a lot, don't they? They are in there for a good thirty minutes, really cranking it and doing serious, serious hard efforts to really get going. ITU the swim is absolutely critical, but I still think that for those guys that were super serious about wanting to get away, they, you need a really good warm-up because you need to get off the line in that first 100, 200 and blast it. Well, well that was the thing, there's the comment that when we're on the boat, we're looking on the shore, and it's literally like two or three minutes before race start, and mm. probably 70% of the athletes yeah. were still on the shore, not even in the water. Just sitting kind of, in for a long yeah, day. Yeah, and, and probably a handful of athletes did a decent warm-up. Mm. It was just really interesting, you think, you know, this is... Your key race, and I know it's a long day, and I, but you still think a bit of warm would be important, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I never warmed up a huge amount because I wasn't so stressed about making a front group. Yep. But those guys, in, in hindsight, it didn't really matter. But I, I really thought that I had the opportunity to break up, but didn't. Uh, so, 
And then the the, the bike ride, uh, it just it stayed together. Those guys, again, you thought, you know, uh, I thought they were going to get away. Marino was at the front um, when he came up Polani Hill. Thought they were going to get away. Chris Liotto couldn't get away. I guess the conditions played uh, a bit of a part there. Normally, you know, you're getting a bit more buffeted, so those brakes open up a little bit more and, and people aren't able to close. And because the conditions were um, very, very calm relative to what you normally get, uh, I guess the gaps didn't open up quite as regularly. And uh, the guys just, they, a lot of them tried, but they just couldn't get away. It was interesting. Mick was in the media room when we were watching it in there, and, and he was saying that like, with Liotto, he shouldn't go too early because, he, you know, if he goes too early, he blows himself out. And so we kind of thought just before halfway that Leo would take off and he just couldn't break him, could he? No, he, he did try several times. Yeah, yeah, but, but we did get a bit of a break happening and obviously Crowey had a phenomenal ride. So if we look at Crowey's splits, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they were saying it was 13-minute PB for him on the bike, mm. and uh, which is pretty phenomenal. Exactly. Like, I know it was a great day, but still 13 minutes is massive, isn't it? Well, that's what gave him the course record. He swam same, same, same sort of normal, ran... Really well, 2.44, you can run quicker than that. Yep. Um, but the bike was what gave them the new world record or a new course record time. So very impressive. He got off the bike and, and the feeling around on the course was that he pretty much had it because you know you knew he was probably one mm. of the strongest runners in the field. And and, and, and he kind of did. And he, he sounded like he, we, we, you'll hear the media conference in the next show we do, but it sounded like he was pretty smart and he kind of struggled for a little bit towards the end with a bit of cramp coming on, hamstrings. But really he was, he was pretty safe. Really, all the way, really, wasn't he? He said he had to bury it, but in control. Front running, had the gap, defend the, in the yellow jersey. The big performance of the day really has to be Pete Jacobs, doesn't it? Yeah, outstanding. And uh, the fact that he just ran through the field so well yeah. was uh, was very impressive. And just that, you know, same attitude a lot of people have to take, and they never say die attitude. You can, you can come from a long way back. You swim and run for show, Bevan, and you run for dough. There we go, you run for dough. And then Andreas Rayleur, um I think he tried to chase Mecca. I mean, not Mecca, he tried to chase Crowe. He thought, well, if I'm here to win, I've got to chase it. And he was he was actually taking some time into Crowe. And I think Crowe had a little period where he felt a bit of pressure, but Rayleur just couldn't maintain that for the whole time. And he was, he was in the press conference, which, again, you'll hear in the next couple of days. You know what? He knew he gave everything he could. Yeah, but it, just, it does seem odd when they can, he can perform so exceptionally well early in the year and just not quite put it together today. Well, I, but I think the Crowe's bike, mm. you know, like... You but Raylott got dropped on the bike. That was, yeah. that was very surprising because himself and Marino are so strong on the bike and uh, Marino ended up in, the, in an ambulance somewhere on the run course. Um, I, I, I did note exactly the same as what Crowe said when they were running out. Uh, I'd, when Reno ran past, I thought, God, he's got a lot of salt all over him. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, not in a good way at all. I suppose the other big news with the, of, of the pro men's field is, man, the top ten, you wouldn't have picked it. Not at all. No, and a lot of new names there and a lot of names bombing out, guys, yeah. that we would have expected to be there. Um, yeah, we, we interviewed Freddie Van Laird, and uh, I thought he may be cracking the top ten. He was running in the top ten, said he got diarrhoea and then just about basically passed out and had to had to DNF. Marino didn't make it. Um, a lot of guys were, were out of that top ten. It was interesting as well, like when we were here a couple of years ago, when you, you ride down to Queen K on the run, and last year, or a couple of years ago, it seemed like there were pretty consistent gaps between the runners, but they were just, the distance was massive, eh? Yeah, it was like we were riding for ages Huge. before you find the next runner. Especially between that top four or so, yeah. then there was some really, really monster gaps. Yeah. So a lot of DNFs, a lot of explosions, and uh, yeah, it was it, it just... 
doesn't yeah every year in Kona it's just a test of survival uh, you, the men's race was it didn't, wasn't boring but you we kind of you felt confident Crow was going to win it pretty much once you knew he wasn't going to be dropped on the bike mm. and so that was kind of pretty fascinating we're not going to talk the numbers because you guys have probably all been on websites everywhere and know the numbers of splits and everything so there's probably no need but on the girl side of things, we had a race on, didn't we? We did. Uh, I really had that feeling that Julie Dibbins was going to fall, fall apart. You know, everybody was talking about a really bad injury. Only four weeks ago, she DNF'd at, uh, at the 70.3 Worlds. So whilst she had an out- amazing bike ride, just really outstanding, and a, and a combo, combo with a swim, I really got the feeling that she wasn't going um, to do the business on the run. Um, but that still didn't mean it was not an exciting race. You know, Caroline Stephan just went out there and, Went for it. Joycey had good, solid day all round, and uh, and Chrissy was far enough back that if she didn't have a really good run, um, she wasn't going to get the win. Yeah, it wasn't a guarantee. So win. just for, I don't know if you guys would do know this, but it turned out that Chris, Chrissy actually had pulled a pec muscle, mm-hmm. and she had gone for a swim earlier on the week. She was saying in the press conference, and she had flared it up, or she had ended up in hospital on Tuesday before the race. So. You know, if you look at her swim time, you know, when we were, out and we were watching the race, we were like, What's, where's Chrissy? She's like, a long way back. Yeah, she was a long way back. And, and Chrissy normally is pretty much up towards the front of the pack when it comes to the swim. So we were really shocked to see her not there. And she was, what, about 13 minutes back? I can't, can't remember it. Yeah. Oh, oh, coming off the bike, well, she was 21 minutes down on uh, Dibbins. And uh, so a good 13, 14 minutes down on, um, on, on the other girls, or on Caroline Stephan. And then... Uh, yeah, you guys know the other splits, but she had some, she had some work to do. Ended up running a two fifty two, and uh, and getting in relatively comfortably with a sort of three three minute victory. But um, she still had to work. You know, she wasn't catching um, those girls until they uh, were coming off Palani, uh, coming off Ali Drive, uh, and she didn't catch um, Caroline Stephan until uh, until somewhere out on the Queen K. So she really had to had to work for it. It was good to see, but mm. um, clearly she was not at her. Very, very best. No, and it was interesting. Marini in, in the press conference was talking about how, and she may have, she may have even said this in the interview we did after the, the race. How, you know, she actually felt pretty crap herself for the first half of the race, and she had a PB, so she obviously had a good race, and she turned it around in the second half. But you know, there's so many what, what ifs in these races, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, um, but good John, performance by her. John uh, looks like he's falling asleep right now. I think I'm boring him. Jeepers, mate, wake up, Jeff. <laughs> wake up, Jeff. So. It was great to see an exciting race. When they're at the 25k mark, there was five minutes covering the first five girls, so um, it was the year of the females. We had a good race. I was excited about it. What are, what are the highlights of the day for you, mate? Highlights of the day for me. Yeah, I don't know if you put my little snippets in there of when I went up to the, I went up to the top of Polani Hill, uh, just when the runners were coming in, and I was basically standing there. At oh, the no, t- I'll put that on after this. Okay. Yep. Uh, I was standing there when basically the 10-hour club were coming through, sort of sub-10 hours, yep. so I was sort of there, right, you've got 15 minutes to run the last mile. And uh, and I had saw quite a few people come through there, Mark, Marky Petrofessor. Petri- oh, and, so uh, we've got sub-10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, the so train. A bunch of guys came through there, so that was quite fun. Um, other highlights for me... I know, just being on the boat's always good fun. And uh, just that little vibe before the start when the drums start banging and everything. The the race was, wasn't wasn't a let down, but um, I was hoping for something a little more dynamic in terms of break, breaks and different groups forming and mm. so you could start working on these permutations and calculations on. Especially in the men's race. The men's yeah. race really, it was pretty obvious pretty early on, very wasn't it? Much, very yeah. much so. 
for me, for me, you know what they do. You know, WTC do a great job with this race, and for me, oh, there's so many highlights. Like I loved all me seeing all the listeners come in when they're coming in and go interviews and stuff. That was kind of cool. But um, also, just the atmosphere. You know, like the, there's so many cool places, and, and it's also just like the pain people go through. Like I was watching in the medical tent and seeing people come through and. Just that you forget because I haven't raced an Ironman in a few years now, and you forget that just that fatigue you experience at the end of a race. Very early in the race, very early in the run, people are in la la land. Yeah. So, what if, I think the consistent message we've had all week is, uh, you know, talking to people before the race is the hype, the race week hype is it exceeds their expectations. Um, but it's in, it'll be interesting to, to chat, to try to chat to a few after and see if the race uh, met up to their expectations as well. Because certainly the hype, the pre-race, it's uh, it's something you it's you've got to experience it. Um, but the race is uh, it's tough, man. It's yeah, really tough. Yeah, and it was interesting actually because it was a fast day, and, and you'll Very notice fast. when you listen to both the pros and the age groupers we're going to put on next the, the, the thing was was that everyone would go oh I had a really great day but or a fast day but it was really hard mm. yeah so like even though the conditions were good it didn't necessarily mean you are going to have an easy day at the office still hot always I th- hot I suppose one last highlight for me was how much the race meant to Crowy mm-hmm. you know like you probably heard when he talked to me earlier on you know, it meant so much to him, didn't it? Mm. And just a bit of redemption. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he got given a lot of crap last year, saying he's, you know, because people consistently saying he's crap on the bike, and I think that really hurt him. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I think he's just gone out there and, and proved a point. Shut up all those critics, hasn't yeah, he, John? He yes, shut yes. them up, man. Get out of my face. Um, okay, then, so what we're going to do right now is we're just going to chuck on uh, all the age group interviews we kind of did. We've probably got about 20 minutes of them, and it's just you guys who race the race. And uh, we've got a few shout-outs for people in different communities as well, so um, we're going to chuck those on right now. <gasps> Dino,ino,ino,ino,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,ho,
you know, uh, we all do. Um, but yeah, main thing is, you know, I want to have a good good race and come through it unscathed, yep. sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I want to do better than last time for sure. Yep. You know, right. Yeah, got some time goals in my head. Might yep. tell you boys that. Yes, put it out there. <laughs> so you do, do you love this right now? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love uh, you know once you get your bike set up and just going around checking out the pros and um, yeah, just taking it in. You know. So where are you positioned in the bike? Are you... oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you should probably get to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I run to a T and then uh, turn right. Nice. Into a turn, turn right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can't find it. <laughs> hey, well, you have an awesome race out there today, mate. And uh, you know, good luck and kick some butt. Nice one, thank you. We'll do. Doing yeah. it for Wellington. Go. Doing it for Wellington. Positivity. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. Absolutely positively well. Yeah. <laughs> good weather. Are you, are you mates with uh, Craig Kirkwood and those guys? Uh, yeah, sort of. We've got Dino back on the show because he's got a gold story. Last time he came to Kona. Tell us your story, mate, because this is sensational. Well, I sort of I stuffed my knee, my um, ITB on my right knee, uh, in training as you do, uh, building up the Kona and just training through the injury. And uh, actually, back in Wellington, I used to, well, I won't name the doctor, but <laughs> put in some uh, local anaesthetic so I could go out from a three-hour run. And uh, then I could walk for the next two days. You know, this is about sort of four or five weeks out. I've actually got my three-hour runs. Yeah. Uh, it's a healthy sport. Yeah, it's a healthy sport. <laughs> so, yeah, came over here and um, set up my bike. This was back in 2009. Set up my bike and then uh, found the same doctor. She was uh, over here. And, um, yeah, she yeah, put a little bit of marcane into my, my right knee just to help me get through the bike ride. And I was, I was hobbling, couldn't run or anything. You know, the wife was doing better than me in the, the pre, pre-training runs and bikes uh, so yeah got through the bike ride and then um, got into T2 and I spent about 15 minutes because uh, I was looking around for a doctor to put a bit more marcane into me this is all checked by the, with the doctors beforehand it was all, all kosher and uh, none of the US doctors would touch me uh, they didn't want to be liable and um, so I had about five doctors standing around me while I injected myself my TV and it didn't help at all. I had to sort of run, walk around the run, and uh, hold around at about three forty, I think. Yeah. And um, but yeah, the knee hurts more when I was walking than it was when I was running. So that's what kept me going. Oh wow! That's yeah. so, a sensational transition story. And then I was first age group at Ironman New Zealand in nine oh six and nine oh six and nine oh eight. And he's told us he wants to go sub eight, so yes. that's the time he's aiming for. First Kiwi first Kiwi nice. That's a good challenge. Okay, mate. Well, you have a good one, man. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, man. Sean. Yes. We've got Sean here from yes. where are you from, mate? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. I like that. How are you feeling, mate? I'm feeling good. Yeah. A little nervous, but good. Have you been here before? No, it's my first time. Wow. So I qualified at uh, Ironman Texas. So yeah. In May, so. And uh, coming here this week, what's the experience been like for you? Oh, it's been amazing. So yeah. Come down to Kona and see everybody working out. It's just an incredible scene. Yeah, you know, there is a, you know, we all dream of coming to Kona and there's a big expectation around the experience we're going to have. Has it lived up to what you thought it would be? Uh, yeah, and more so. It's, uh, you know, it's a first-rate race. It's so much more organized than a lot of other races. I mean, just the, the prep and just the whole, this, this morning. I mean, I'm already done. I'm, it took like 15 minutes to get through the, yeah. the prep. So, and this race has just got it down. So it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, any surprises you had this week? Um, you know, I, 
I've only ridden this course on the Compu Trainer. <laughs> no, quite the same. Yeah, there, there, there's no wind on the Compu Trainer. <laughs> so I went out to uh, Javi on Tuesday afternoon and just about got blown off my bike. So that was a, that was a rude awakening. Really? So we'll, really? we'll, we'll see how that goes. So what's the strategy for today then? Uh, I'm just going to try to enjoy this and have fun. First time, probably my only time here. So it's just going to be a, probably one and done and just have a good time. Yeah, hey, we'll, we'll good luck today, mate. Great work. I appreciate it. Thanks. I really enjoy you guys' podcast. Uh, you thanks, guys mate. Awesome thanks, mate. Appreciate What's, it. Uh, who we got here, Jumbo? We've got Rob Hill here. Came down to the uh, length of New Zealand effort camp. Oh, I'm nice. sure that, that volume is so length is going to do good things for you I today. I think he's going to win the pro race. He's going to ride up through the pros, <laughs> take it out. Start. Yeah, yep, 30 right. minutes behind, but that's how he rolls. The base is still there, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling about the race today, mate? Pretty good, yeah. yeah. Different, uh, different prep this time, because last year, yeah, I, I thought I didn't have to do any riding leading up to it because I've done all those uh, epic uh, New Zealand miles, but uh, this time I've done a fair bit more on the bike, and um, we'll see what happens. I've probably done too much, but uh, <laughs> feeling pretty flat the last couple of weeks, but uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, what, how'd you go last year? Yeah, I had a good race. I mean, it was really good conditions last year, and yeah, wrapped with the tyre. Oh, did a 22-minute PB here. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, good conditions last year, so I'm not expecting the same this year. It is interesting here. The PB is the, the hard thing to chase because it is so with the dependent, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually pissed off last year because uh, my pacing was about the same as the year before, oh. and I'd gone 22 minutes quicker. So, so this year, if, I'm, uh, if I play a lot better, I'll be wrapped. You know, okay. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, it's not about time here. Exactly right. Yeah, and uh, and you've been here for four obviously. How many times? Uh, this is my fifth year now. Yeah. So you know, as you come along, we've been speaking to a few people in the morning, and some people were, you know, first time and have that nervous feeling, and yeah. they kind of does it still does it, does it still deliver on the dream as you come along more and more? I think it does. Yeah, I think you enjoy the, just being here a lot more. You know what to do and not not sort of what to not worry about. Uh, so you get used to it. Um, and in a way, it's good not to be too nervous before the race. And the more times you do it, the year you realise it is just another race, although it is a tough one. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but look, it's still like this morning. You still you got the nerves, and you're looking forward to it, so that you got that feeling that you you want to have before a race. So yeah, I don't think that'll ever go. Awesome. You're a great dad, here, Rob. Do the epic camp boys proud. Get some up, mate. Good work. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. Hey, good luck to you, mate. Tell you that on the break. It's a happy birthday time for you. Yes. You feeling good? Yeah, reasonably. No, I was a bit no. shocked by the weigh-in. Oh, okay, um, give us your name. Lizzie. Lizzie Brummer. Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay. This is, this is not a voice off my heart. <laughs> so, so how do you celebrate your birthday at Ironman? Well, enjoy the day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> put a little uh, birthday cake in your special needs or anything like that? I was going to put an Oreo cookie in, but I, in the end I didn't. <laughs> but I had one this morning. So feeling right this morning? You feeling good? Yeah, pretty good. I slept well. And, um... Yeah, quite relaxed about the whole thing, really. Yeah, it's kind of the attitude, I think, from when you speak to the experienced guys, isn't it? Predictions for the pro race? Oh, I've given you those already, oh, but, but but then I, I kind of I'd like to see Rachel Joyce do really well because she's a she's a nice girl, and I remember racing against her years ago when she was she was already better than I am now, and but it was still quite cool because you know small little Olympics is raising Bedford or something in the UK, so. Um, yeah, she's obviously pretty cool, and she's like she's a bit of a role model because she's come into it quite late, and she's not unlike Chrissy. She hasn't just jumped on the scene and won everything straight away. Yeah. She's had to work really hard, and that's something that I find quite inspiring. So awesome! You have a great day, Dan. Happy birthday! Thank you. From the Olympic Talk community. Well done. Good yeah, everyone. Hey, good, good day. My name's Belinda. Where are you from, Belinda? Uh, Queensland. Wow, wow. So it's your first time here? It is my first time here. It's pretty awesome. Really? Yeah, having a great time. Having a- Why are you having a great time? just the atmosphere and it's just better than I ever thought it would be. 
Yeah, I'm really fascinated by that because some, you know, it's like when you hear a great movie and your expectations are so high that it's almost impossible for the movie yeah. to go well. But it seems to really deliver on the, the expectations, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely has ex- ex- exceeded what I thought it would be. Really? I thought I'd just be happy yeah, to come here and watch it one day, but anyone who's here watching would be going, "Get me out!" Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. And what's the goal for today? Oh, just to have a great day. Great. Yeah, finish well and be um, fit enough to stay and party in the shoes for the 17-hour nice. mark. And I wanted to come and say hello to you guys. I teach body attack as well. Oh, wow. Part of my cross training. Nice, yeah. nice, great cross training. That plyometric stuff. Yeah, so I yeah. had to come and say hello to the girls from the Okay, okay well, we'll say, say hello to me. <laughs> okay. Hey, good luck today. See you, bye. How you going, mate? You feeling all right? Yeah, feeling pretty good, actually. Um, surprisingly. Didn't sleep too well last night, but the night before I had a really good sleep. Yeah. When you're not sleeping, do you worry? Uh, no, girlfriend was keeping me up. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. What am I going to say? But, uh, yeah, He's trouble with this one, we can tell already. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be good. This is my uh, first Ironman. First? First Ironman. Wow. I qualified in the Philippines, so I managed to scam a 70.3 qualification, so this is going to be a bit of an experience. So the problem is, there wasn't enough time to actually get the distance after the Philippines so qualified looking to get to Vegas. Yeah. Get all the China slots to the Philippines. So over there, and the boys were like, you've got to go to Kona, mate. You've got to go to Kona. So this will be uh, something painful, actually. So you really look forward to today? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've got a bit of a problem with my knee, so I think it's going to be pretty painful on the run. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's good good days. Yeah. Pretty awesome, eh? Yeah. It's just what it's all about. Well, well, you have an awesome day out there, mate. Kick some butt. Get some sleep, get some sleep tonight, you know? Come see you, mate. Right. See you, mate. Yeah. Hi. Give us your name. Scott Ransom. Scott Ransom. How you going, mate? So how are you feeling right now? Calmer than I would have expected. I'm, I'm doing good. You're with my wife and friend Larry. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, feeling good, ready. What does this mean for you? Vivid, <laughs> you go so deep. deep straight away. This is, this is the culmination of two years of work. First to qualify and get here and then to, to train and be ready for this. So that's uh, uh, a chance of a lifetime. And whatever happens today, as Cindy keeps telling me, I'm here. Yeah. And uh, so whatever happens, I'm here. And uh, that's just something I can always be proud of. Yeah. You've got your, your army top on, on yeah. there, and um, is that, I mean, obviously, you, I assume you're in the army, but is there any sort of uh, challenge out there, military challenge yeah. competition? Yeah, I was in the army. I'm retired, and I retired part-time army, National Guard, um, and that's been a few years. I, I never went anywhere, never never activated and saw any combat, so I'll uh, call out to those who have and who have been deployed. But yeah, I'm uh, supporting Team USL, which supports the United Service Organization that we're Team USL had on the run. And on my bike helmet, there's a USO sticker, and I've raised over $1,400 for the wow. USO to support the troops. And, of course, troops is in the most general sense. It's Army, Navy, Air yeah. Force, everybody, and, and their families at home as well. Great. Well, good luck today, and I hope that kind of everything you hope to achieve comes true. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Cool. Thanks, mate. Good luck. Thanks. We're going to get Peter O'Brien. We'll get both on. We've got Thomas and Peter O'Brien here. We've got Thomas. How are you feeling, mate? Good, yeah. Nice morning. Nice, uh, cool breeze, actually, for Hawaii. We've got a bit of contrast here, because this is your 10th Kona, 25th Ironman. Yes, it just came together accidentally, because I dropped out once in Kona, so I am now on my 25th and not my 26th. Are you feeling good? Yes, feeling very good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Thomas is Yvonne's partner. Are you going to take her down today? Well, 
I hope not. Yes. <laughs> I hope not. I hope she kicks my ass like hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. Hey, well, I'm have an awesome race out there, mate, and we'll be screaming along. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Okay, great. Thanks. On the other side of the coin, we're in here, Peter Bryan, good, good Canterbury boy. How you going, feeling, mate? Uh, pretty nervous, but excited. Yeah. 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 You've been a kid, at, like a kid at a candy shop all week every time we've seen you. So has that changed a little bit uh, today? You're still crapping yourself, or are you, uh, or are you uh, excited and crapping yourself at the same time? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally <laughs> crapping myself. About two days ago, I started. And it's like the hairs in the back of the neck are starting to go up without even trying. So, but you're, you're, you're an experienced Ironman. You've done heaps of Ironman over the years, and, and so you're not someone who's just kind of got into it recently. What's it like? You know, you, you kind of know how to do an Ironman. You kind of know the game. Why coming here? Does it create that kind of new Ironman feeling for you? Ah, oh, it's just. It must be. Yeah, I ask myself the same question. You know, wake up this morning, go. Yeah, I've done this all before. Why do I feel like I'm an Ironman virgin again? And uh, it's just the whole history, I suppose. The yeah. whole thing that this is about. I've seen this thing since 1980 in the 1980s, and uh, to be here is just uh, amazing. The um, the uh, what was I going to say? What, what's what's the plan for today then? Uh, really, really conservative. Yeah, really conservative. Yeah. Uh, middle of a swim, back from the front, try and have a clean swim, and then just always be looking to save energy and not go harder than 70 percent or so. Yeah, and then just smash your run home. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And and you've had a few close calls getting here. You know, like how many how many races I mean have you done before? Uh, this is number seven, but I've missed qualifying by six seconds twice. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So we're pretty happy to see you here, mate. So we can see you have this experience this week. We hope you have a great day today, mate. Thanks, guys. Good Enjoy, work, mate. Captain yeah. Darling, Captain Darling. That was my back at a reference, wasn't it? We've got Captain Darling with us. How are you going, Captain Darling? I'm doing great. Who are you supporting today? Um, my friend Jackie Pierce. And, and she feeling good about the race? Yes, she is. Have you come and spectated at the race before? Yes, I have. And what's it like as a spectator being here today? A lot of work. Really? Why? It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard work to get spectator. And, uh, and who do you think is going to take out the pro race? Ooh, it depends on the conditions. Um, I'm going to pick a dark horse, Rasmus. Oh, go Rasmus. I'm actually, I'm kind of got a bit of Rasmus in me as well. Hey, well, it was nice to meet you, Captain Darling, and thank you for getting us over here. See you later. We'll see you later throughout the day. One of the nice things about coming to, um, to uh, World Champs is uh, you get to meet up with friends who you haven't seen in a while, and it's the funny thing about our sports, you kind of get these people you connect with, and you don't see them that often, but we've got Tara Norton here. How you going, mate? Excellent. Yay. And, and, and you're not racing this year. What's happened? Well, I have a little bit of a baby on board. She's up the duff team. Yeah. She's up the duff. And uh, she's got to name a chick kid. What's Bevan James, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, or John William. Yeah, John William or, or Bevan James. How's, uh, how's you been, mate? Excellent, yeah. What's no it like complaints. being here as a spectator? What's it like what? Being, being a spectator. Oh, it's um, it's good to watch other people suffer. Look at the size of this guy. Look at the size we've got a guy coming past number 1795. He's cranking a massive gear up bloody hell. <laughs> Taking advantage of the rest of the pack, obviously. Okay, so we've got Phil here. You, what, what website are you from? Firstoffthebike.com. Firstoffthebike.com, great website. Who is, is going to be first off the bike today? Well, look, look at the front. You've got Lieto already charging, and uh, looks like we've got uh, Vanaka up there as well. So you'd expect those two to really push it like last year. They're going to have to do something. Question, question. Uh, the comment you've made that's probably been the highlight for comments for me so far today is that you pulled out the old... Oh, mate, you've been checked already. <laughs> well, the boys off the back, Julie Dibbins, outstanding former LSU swimmer, of course, and she's already uh, done some damage. So there's some blokes getting checked. They need to lift. <laughs> they, need to, they need to lift their game. It's only early on you've been checked already. Sharpen up, boys. <laughs> Sharpen up. So it's probably the call of the day so far. Serious. I got, I got Nick Bilbin. Where are you from, mate? Uh, from Seychelles. Oh, nice. Yeah, Indian Ocean, so yeah. a long way away. You sound like a pom. 
Yeah, yeah. growing up there, spent a lot of time there, so uh, yeah, that's the reason for my accent. And you're smiling, so I'm thinking you must have had a good day. It went pretty well, to be honest. I think it was 918. Wow. Uh, I don't know where that got me in my age group, hopefully top five, so wow. uh, wait to see the results and keep your fingers crossed. How did you feel about your day? How did it go? Yeah, it went pretty good. I had a decent swim for me, came out in 60 minutes. Uh, the bike went well. I think we were lucky with the wins this year. Yeah. 453 bike split. Wow. And then uh, I think roughly 318 run Great. To, uh, to top it off and uh, ready for the pizza now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah where is that pizza? Right, it's pizza. somewhere. Yeah. And uh, what was the goal going into this? goal was definitely to break uh, 9.30, set a PB, and uh, did that across all three disciplines wow. today, so can't say uh, can't say more than that in a world championship. Yeah, exactly, on this course, you set a PB is pretty amazing. Yeah, right? pretty pleased with that. Yeah, yeah, well done, uh, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers, yeah, Levin. Thanks, Take mate. See you later. Andrew, how are you going? Hey, good. Thank where, you. Where are you from, Andrew? I'm from Panama, Pedro. Nice. Yeah, Pedro, yeah. Pedro. Hey, uh, how'd your race go? Pretty good. Personal best, 9.21, I think, something yeah. like that. So. 9.24. 924. 924. I don't know, my watch is 924. We've got to tell our number. We've got to check. So tell me about your day. Well, the bike was really tough. The swim was pounding, wrestling, you know, the whole the whole way. And the bike was really tough. There was a lot of groups. And, you know, trying to keep my distance was tough. And so the first 90, the first half was sort of difficult just to keep keep the distance and after that a couple of people got carded and things spread a little bit and it was better so we were able to get here and start the run kept the heart rate at 150 the first 30k and then after that barely 135 really <laughs> so it was pretty good nice. i'm very happy with my yeah, and you're pretty happy to see the finish line yes yes Wow. Yeah, it was good. Very well, emotional. On, yeah, I can imagine. Good on you for getting a PB. It's pretty tough to get a PB yeah. in Hawaii, so well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Congratulations. Thank Thanks, you. mate. Scott, we've got Scott here. How'd you go today, mate? Uh, not bad. 938, I had uh, kind of a flat tire on the bike for us, but, you know. Oh, really? What do you mean? Like, I had a flat tire. It took me, you know, the messed up valve extender, so I had about a 12-minute oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. Hey, that's life, right? Hey, that's right. It's, it's how you deal with these things, isn't it? Yeah. So, 938 is still pretty, pretty sharp time. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Kind of got warm out there. How'd you find the road? You know, other than the fact you're a flatty, most people were saying it's a pretty fast ride out there today. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Uh, getting up to Javi, the wind really got bad maybe the last two miles of that climb. But uh, not bad. Not bad. And we had little clouds coming in towards the afternoon. Nice. So you couldn't let the cloud cover help with the, with the coolness in the road. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Never, never thanks, need tickle the box, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Love your work. Thanks. So here we go, mate. We've got James here. How'd you go? I'm um, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, second time. Uh, not half an hour of last time, so... Oh, well, that's pretty good, mate. Smoking. you got to be happy with that. Yeah, really, so, so, yeah. so the day felt good overall? Yeah, to be honest, I took it very easy on a bike because I've not done many miles, and... Uh, it paid off really. It's the first really? time I've tried that because usually I'm paying for really? the run and I'm, I'm struggling. But, so uh, what was the difference? You know, you, you know, most of us do kind of to go pretty kind of solid on the bike and it tends to affect us in the run. What was yeah. the effect of going easy on the bike and how had the run go then? Well, I, I borrowed a power meter the first oh. time. So I, half first half an hour, I usually go blasted. Boom, but um, there were a lot of people going past. And then I saw Coach Troy. Spinnables <laughs> oh, yeah. go. Just made my day, and then I passed him, and then um, yeah, I just kept drinking, eating, drinking, drinking, and I started the run, and I felt fine. I mean, it was only the last sort of five miles that I actually really, really felt painful. So um, no, gotta be happy with that. So I suppose really. the question becomes: Do you think you'd be able to maintain that lesson for the future? Um, well, this I'm gonna take a break now. It's only 11. Wow. I think next year's gonna be hard to swim again. Get the love back again afterwards. Yeah. Step back into that marathon. Just, it's, it's, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs>
Congratulations, Congratulations today, mate. Thanks well for that, can, Thanks. I, can I say hello to Pete O'Malley? Because he's always listening to the Yeah, yeah. Hello, Pete, uh, Pete O'Malley. Where's he from? The, uh, he's from Manchester. Nice. I think he's the, Pete, Pete the Eagle O'Malley. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. Hello, Pete the Eagle. There we go. Thanks, Thanks mate. Good work, mate. Good on the street is that if you want to do a fast Ironman time, don't worry about your training. You didn't play tennis, apparently. That's right, baby. A, a PR. And it hurt. Really? So yes. we were talking to, this is Ben, and we were talking to him the other day, and he's saying how, you know, he's a little bit worried about plus the five-hour mark. He's pretty confident up to that point. You know, Ironman is a lot more than five hours, but it obviously turned out to be okay today. Thank God for Coca-Cola, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Why, 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 why did it go well? Um, you know, I, I started off to run very, very conservatively because I knew that, that I didn't have a, a lot of, of big days, and I just, I, I did what I consider to be an easy job all the way out until I exited the energy lab and then I, I looked at my watch and took off and, and went into the pain cave and counted to 100 over and over again about really? it's like 100 times and, uh, yeah. and 937 so I'm happy wow. last year I was at 953 uh, so that was that was good for me I'm happy with that congratulations mate love your work thanks Oh, here we go, we've got Scott here. How's it going, mate? Good. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like you've been a big one in the town, mate. Cool. <laughs> Shit, my hand is a smash. So, so why was it a good day? This is cold. Really? Yeah. This is your first time here, isn't it? Yeah. Was it, was it, because you know, did, you know, we, we all think it's going to be the hardest race of all time. Did it live up to the expectation? Yeah. Uh, it was definitely harder than, not than I thought it was going to be, but harder than Taupo anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and overall, good day? Yeah, happy. 939. Sweet. Sweet. Can't complain with that. No, no, shit, no. Train through winter and come here and race. Yeah. Really happy, yeah. And uh, what was the highlight of the day for you? Swim, bike, run? Really? Yes, coming back from Harvard and just smashing it, sitting on like 60, 65. Yeah. Fucking awesome grin for me. It was wicked. Oh, good stuff, mate. Congratulations, mate. Love your work. Cheers. Sweet. We've got Roger from England here and you've just come in and you've got got some helpers helping you to stand up. How's it going today, mate? Yeah, really good, actually. It's a really, really good day out, thanks. Yeah, Yeah, I was really pleased. It was toughing it out, as always, with these events towards the end, but... um, no, no, it went to plan pretty well. Yeah, and the conditions I thought were brilliant. Yeah, you know, it, it seems really to be the common consensus is that good day for a race. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. A bit disappointed to walk the final few aid stations, but hey, it's all about getting to the end when you get to the final. Get out of the energy lab and then it's 10k and yeah. just survival. So yeah, had a brilliant time. Really pleased to have done it again. So yeah, great. You got some people back home you want to shout out to? Yeah, yeah, I've got uh, Richard, Mark, Robin, um, my wife Mary, she's here. So hopefully she's here somewhere now to give me a big kiss and a hug, so that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that part. Okay, mate, I'll let you give you a hug, mate. Sweet, mate. See you later, man. We've got Dino here, and he's just come in, and uh, looks looks like he's pretty happy for today. How's it going, mate? Not too bad, not too bad. Yep. Walked a few aid stations, but... uh... Yeah, you got through it. Yeah. I was thinking about your time. Oh, well, yeah. Head. When I did it yeah. here? Yeah. Oh, no, I was terrible. I did like a 1040. Oh, game on. Yeah, but 2004. Oh. That, was, that was the worst year ever. Young's problem. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's the year. No, shit, I'm so here. I'm older and wiser. Than yeah, now. exactly. So, so it was a good day? Good day, yeah. Had about a couple of hundred people pass me on the way back on the bike, but uh, yeah, I was just Thank you. saving the gas. Yeah. Yeah, our coolest part of the course was the uh, energy lab. Really, was that? It was, it was the coldest. Oh, yeah, it was breezy. It was nice, beautiful. Stuck down a little bit, got a bit of cool yeah. air, and very cool. Oh, wow. yeah. So coming through, coming through. So we've got carnage happening here right now. It's all over the place. Oh, nah, it was amazing, amazing, great, amazing. Nah, caught a few demons out there. Yeah. yeah. 
but uh, love it. Come on, mate. Good love choices, it. mate. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Any shout outs to anyone back home? Uh, to my wife, Natalie. Uh, coach, Ali Dennis. Oh, nice go, Ali. Go, Ali. Fitness goals. Got to swim there. And uh, yeah, I ride. Nice. Good support. Good support. Good stuff, mate. Well, yeah. Good work. Well done to mate. Good Thanks. Work. Good shit, mate. Hey, we've got Jake Weasel. My show's coming from his run. And what time did you do? Uh, 9.14 and change. Wow. How are you there feeling? Uh, I'm beat up, man. Yeah. Really? It was a rough day. I had a, an awful swim. It was really rough out there. Really? I started too much at the right end, so I got pushed out. It was mayhem. Uh, it swam about 101, 102. Hey, I and that's hey all right, three, take four care. Minutes. Congratulations. That's Great more than I should do. And then uh, the bike was awesome. I, I, I really, the first hour, I really held, held back, and then poof, and I rocked it. I was so <laughs> happy. And then I really, I want to come back. Not next year, but in a few years, lose a few pounds for the marathon because I, I I can run like a three three flat, but not here, man. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just I felt heavy. Yeah. I felt heavy. The weather was good, a bit cloudy, but uh, just no. Uh, Coming into this weekend, what kind of time were you hoping for? Uh, well, the slowest time I've ever done was 9:24. So okay. I, I hope to. Uh, I, I wanted to go faster than that. Oh, well done, mate. We're proud of you, mate. Good work. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. I love the show, man. Hey, mate, keep it up, Jacob. We're proud of you, mate. Good work. Come on, mate. Come over here, mate. We've got Matt. He's just come in. How's it going, mate? Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, 9:13, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, just made up. Made up. I'm just, I saved me a pack of money. I don't have to come back next year. <laughs> if I had a bad result, it would cost me a fortune. I'd have to come so, back. So why was it such a good day for you? I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I was my, my coach, I second on Coach, who, give him some love. Uh, Bill Black. Um, he's had experience here. You know, he's an old, old school claim to fame with Spencer Smith, you know, nice. and he's sort of like, he does it the old way. We've got a good relationship. We've been working for four years with him and uh, he just gave me the strategy and I executed it and it was like, yeah, no, it was exceeding my expectations. It was you know, a good when, day. when you have those great days as, as an athlete, the best feeling is when you look at, you come up with that finish line, you see the clock, what was it like for you? Oh, I, 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 I was thinking 9.20 was on, but I had no time goal. 9.20, Bill said 9.20 on the first kind of performance is good. Yeah. So I saw 9.30 and I sort of, you know, I, yeah, I just went giddy really. Yeah. Yeah. I managed to hold it together, didn't cry this time, <laughs> like Austria. Nothing wrong, right. men can cry, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, congratulations, yeah, mate, great brilliant. to you, great Cheers, Ben, you're doing a great job this week. Thanks, mate, thanks, appreciate it. Okay, John, we're just having a yawning competition. <laughs> I've started it and passed it on to Bevan. <laughs> we're we're, we're in a dead zone, aren't we? John's looking at the time. What's, 10, happening, 10 to 10. what's happening in the rugby, mate? It's 3 0 to Argentina. You shouldn't, mate. No, it's to the All Blacks. <laughs> but it's only 3 0, so <laughs> that's not good. Come on, the All Blacks, you should be dominating Argentina. And then uh, Australia lost, beat South Africa 9-11. So. Well done, you Aussies. Yes, go you Aussies. Okay, so what's going to happen over the next couple of days? John and I are going to be heading back to New Zealand. We, we're here for one more day, and then we've got one day in Honolulu, and we fly out late Monday night. Yes. And then, so we're going to release one more show around our Kona Super Specials, and that's going to be, like we said earlier, just a show that's based on the media conference. We'll do a quick intro and outro with the sponsors, and then we'll just be putting the media conference on. And it was a good media conference, wasn't it? Yep. It was outstanding. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think you guys will enjoy it. That's the key thing. Yes, yeah. Yeah. John's just got his tired eyes. Yeah. Um, sponsors, John. Endurance Sport Travel. <laughs> He's just Can't lost it straight. Endurance Sport Travel. He's lost the, lost the will to live. <laughs> lost the will to live. 
<laughs> uh, Jurist Sports Trade, we'll get on it. Honestly, if you're thinking about doing a race anywhere in the world, check out their website. Audio Technica. Um, we sound good because they sound good. Or they make us sound good. O2 Creations. We look good because they make us look good. And Lava Java. And we taste good. I had some nice uh, eggs benedict there today. Yes, yeah, okay. I went to healthy option, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. loving that. And the listeners, of course. And the listeners, we didn't say that earlier in the show. Now, what a, a surprise. people did email and say we hadn't given me um, nicknames. And oh, I checked up on one of them, Jim... Um, Alfred or... Jim Allpress, Allpass, yep. and you said no, it was no access. Jim, no access, Allpass. Oh, but maybe we haven't put it on the list, so can you email that to me? I have done the list. That. Okay, I'll do that, Jim, no access. And then, um, so the listeners, again, this is going to be pretty much the last kind of big show that we do around Kona, and hopefully you're really happy with the work we've done. We've worked bloody hard, and John's literally falling asleep as we're talking right now, because, <laughs> because, okay. um, because we've, you know, we've put out a lot of content over the last few days, and the feedback we're getting is that you guys have really enjoyed what we've done and we're really proud of that and so hopefully you guys are, you know you may have quite a bit of listening to catch up on all the episodes and but hopefully you kind of got some pleasure out of what we've been doing we're really I'm out. Russ no because <laughs> no. we've got to do all the other sponsors athlinks.com coffees of Hawaii and extreme endurance. And then I want to thank um, my mum I've just got one last question <laughs> John just got one, one last, last question, question. <laughs> That's the greatest call, isn't it? I've just got one last question. John, I've got one last question for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always gold, but isn't it? Uh, always. See? Always, always gold. gold. Always. I think John and I need a divorce. That's He's right. getting sick of me. I just, want to, I just want to cuddle, go to bed. No, I cuddle you. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm giving you a cuddle, mate. Bugger off. Okay, we'll be back in the studios um, in a week and a half from now. No, I'll be in Kiteri. Oh, we'll be back in the studios so in a week we'll and a half be, from uh, now. You'll be back in the studios. I'll be on the blower, on the phone. Okay, let's rock and roll. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. What's the love? <laughs>